Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? Hello, and welcome to MCMF, the show where I try to get you, dear listener, into the magic world of comic books by making my friends read some of the best and worst from Marvel, DC, and others. My name is Marcus, and joining me on this episode is my friend Gary, all the way from across the pond. It is four o'clock in the fucking morning where he is. It is from merry old England. I do not have... A, a good British accent. I've got one of the uncommon ones from up north that nobody likes to talk about. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to get so, into some uh, Avengers versus X Men, yeah, I believe. For this episode, we are uh, reading Avengers versus X Men, uh, the 2012 Marvel company-wide event that I thought I liked a lot more than I did. When we- Yes. <laughs> like, I, I knew when we decided to do this, like, man, AVX is kind of stupid. And then, like, the more I read it, I was like, man, AVX is really yeah. stupid. Yep. <laughs> it is. The amount of uh, characters that, oh, well, you as well, but the amount of characters that I love that are either just not there or relegated to the background or get the shit kicked out of them, like, <laughs> off screen. <laughs> yeah, like, we were talking about it right now before we, before we started. Um... Just looking at the first cover for this event, uh, Avengers vs. X-Men number one, uh, or yeah, round one, because uh, I forgot this does start yeah. in issue zero, but yeah. issue number one, the like, just looking at the, the characters on page here who just do not do shit. It's so funny. Yep. They got Angel in the back. I, I should say the number of X-Men characters, because I think every Avenger here like, is around and does things. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, Luke kind of does nothing, but he's there, you know. Natasha's there. But, like, they put Angel in the background of this first issue. Angel does nothing. I don't think Angel speaks. Yeah, like, especially since, like, this was around the point where he could just become Archangel whenever he pleased. Yes! And he could just... (laughs) dumpster any of the Avengers and that's probably why they just left him out because like ah this guy's a, a horseman of the apocalypse he might be a bit too OP yeah. let's see he's, uh, he's off gardening yeah armor is in this shot uh yeah. <laughs> which armor poor poor armor who just is here because she looks good in a crowd shot yeah like she's here I so you can go hey there's armor she's in one panel um I think it's later on when the Phoenix Five show up. It's just in one of the the shots of like where they've got the location name and there's just a bunch of X Men yeah. fighting Avengers. Yeah, Gambit is it. near the front of this page, and Gambit, I do, I again don't think Gambit speaks this whole time. Uh, no, I think he has one line, and that's when he comes out of a teleportation thing and oh, just and he says comes something to the like, courageous later. "Oh, wee oui, wee," oui, and that's about it. <laughs> Uh, just, just make French noises. Stop it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Psylocke is on this page. Psylocke is in a lot of this book, but does nothing. <laughs> yeah. Betsy is here Absolutely to be set nothing. dressing, which is weird because Brian is definitely in the first issue. Yeah. Like it's like a thing where it's like, hey, there's Captain Britain, doing, doing nothing. 
Yeah, I think he's 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 also like he, then he disappears until he gets the armor treatment later on. He's just in a background of a panel. I want to say he's like keeping a plane up or something. Yeah, like he's underneath a, an aircraft of some variety. Like, yeah, okay. we, we needed yeah. we needed somebody to fill space, so Brian's here. Um, but this is this is kind of the. I guess we would say that Avengers vs. X-Men is seemingly the payoff to the story they started with with House of M. I mean, payoff's a very generous one. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a lot of heavy lifting. But this, it's this like, is, this, this kind is of feels like it's supposed to be the capstone of like, hey, remember that shit we did six years ago? Here's how that resolves. Yeah. I mean, it feels like they wanted to um, explore... What would happen if these two, like, I say major at the time, the Avengers still weren't like the big. They were on their. Well, this was this came out the summer of twenty twelve. Avengers one had just come out. Yeah, and so made they wanted to try a and trillion dollars, you know. Yeah, but like the, the we'll get to it. But it, towards the end, I hate the ending of this story. Oh, it's the booking is it gets terrible. dumber over. T- <laughs> yeah, yes, the booking is shit. <laughs> It goes from like this, like in the middle where there's a big high point, and it's like it's it's just some of my faves get decimated, but it's in service of the story, and it really builds this up to be like a proper struggle. Then at the end, it turns into the fucking magic school bus, and everything's fine. <laughs> it's and it's, I'm like, okay. it's Survivor Series 2001. It's all right. We did yeah. the invasion, and then the inv- invasion peters out, and we're like, fuck, we gotta get to the end here, and the WWF have to win. So let's yeah. wrap the show up. <laughs> Kevin uh, Nash isn't coming. Yeah, so. Kevin Nash is not walking through that door. The Stinger is not walking through that door. <laughs> um, I think before we get all the way into it, we should maybe do a brief history of the Summers family. Like a quick Summers family tree. Because... Otherwise, when I say in two minutes, Hope Summers, Cyclops' granddaughter, it's not going to make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because Cyclops is like like 35. How does he have a 16-year-old granddaughter? Yeah. And he's definitely, he's definitely throughout at least the first few issues, he's trying to be Hope's dad. Yes, he's he's trying to be the dad he never really got to be to Nate to Hope. Yeah, but like, work on your own children before you start with other people's children. <laughs> Is Rachel still not talking to you, Scotty? Yeah. Uh, so, really quick. The the Summers family, as it pertains to Scott and Hope, we're going to leave Adam X off to the side. He's not important here. But he's uh, so extreme. He, he's, the, he's the extreme. <laughs> so, Great shit. Uh... The Summers family, you've got Scott Summers. Yeah. He, in the 80s, married a woman named Madeline Pryor, who mm-hmm. looks a lot like Jean, isn't Jean, um, until she is. They reveal later that she's a clone. That's only kind of yep. important here. They have a son, Nathan. Nathan yep. is infected with a techno-organic virus. And is taken into the future by Rachel Summers, Scott and Jean's daughter from the Days of Future Past timeline, who was the Phoenix yep. for like 15 years. That's going to come up a lot here. Yeah. Uh, and 
when Nate returns in his like fifties. Actually, we don't know how old Cable is because his hair apparently went white really young. Um, yeah, because like young Cable, Kid like, Cable's got a white stories, streak. Yeah, yeah, he's got the uh, the Jason Todd. So. Yeah. Uh, so Nate comes back. He's around for a while after the events of House of M, where the Scarlet Witch uh, causes the decimation, reducing the mutant population to a hundred and ninety-eight people. Uh, yep. Nate takes the newborn baby Hope Summers, who is not named yet. This, she's the mutant messiah, the first baby born after the events of the decimation. Uh, yeah. Nate takes her back into the future with him, raises her as his own daughter, and brings her back to the present, um, where they believe that the Phoenix is going to bond with Hope, and Hope is going to revitalize mutant kind. Which is on the verge of mm-hmm. extinction. Yeah. Uh, so those are your your key summers people here. Sorry, Havoc. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Vulcan. Fucking Vulcan. <laughs> Does is there anybody who would describe themselves as being a fan of Gabriel Summers? Oh, I'm a big fan of Gabriel Summers. Really? I find it so funny that there's just this guy who was abducted by space aliens tortured twice well, basically his, his mother was tortured he yeah. comes to earth he's like oh I'm finally going to reunite with my family and this bald creep just goes, <laughs> and then Charles Xavier is like do you hey want to die for me <laughs> do you want to die in service of my cause also I'm not going to tell your brother you exist yeah look I know you've experienced a lot of pain and death so um do you want to watch these other children die from me <laughs> <laughs> meet Petra and Sway you won't be around them long would you like to absorb another student? <laughs> How do you feel about absorbing another student? How do you feel about Darwin hitching a ride on your consciousness for a while? That seems cool, right? I do I'm, like what I'm they're doing fuzzy. with him on Krakoa, where he's just drunk all the time. Yeah, I'm a bit fuzzy on my uh, Vulcan timeline, though. I mean, I like his, I like the idea of him, but I haven't read too much in him. Like, was Darwin still a part of him when he was fucking? trying to take over the galaxy i don't think he was but i that, it, also don't know for sure I, I even if he wasn't i think they should re- retroactively make that thing like he's just murdering black bolt and all that stuff and Darwin's and just, Darwin's behind just his there. Eyes screaming <laughs> it's like ah Gabriel, stop it <laughs> um just wants to go home <laughs> i want to leave gabe <laughs> Uh, so let's let's get into Avengers vs X Men number zero, which my very first note is I cannot believe this story starts with fucking Modok. My first note is Modok's here to do the job, brother. <laughs> <laughs> because for like five crossover events in a row from like 2012 all the way up to like 2017, Marvel do this thing where they open with the the, whoever characters or teams are involved just beating the shit out of some jobber and um, I think in time runs out it's fucking plant man <laughs> or no it's the green skull and like he's like who cares about this guy but he's literally just there to be like look our heroes can stop super villains but whoever is the actual bad guy of this fucking story is going to paste them so here's them getting at least one win so they don't look incompetent going into this <laughs> we gotta get, we gotta get them over recently. before we go in. Yeah. 
It's like, we gotta show that they haven't just been farming wins on dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Modok shows up. He's just, he's threatening some former AIM doctor. Uh, yeah. And his shit doesn't work right because the Scarlet Witch is using her hex powers. I should add, the Scarlet Witch, this is, she's just kind of come back around this point. Yeah. Because uh, she was gone uh, for a few years. Like, after House of M, she just disappears for a couple years. Yeah. And um, in the lead up to this, there is the story, uh, The Children's Crusade, where the Young Avengers go to find uh, the Scarlet Witch. This is also, I think, where it's revealed that uh, Clint Barton had sex with a Doombot that he thought was Wanda. Yep. That isn't important here. I just think it's really funny, and we'll bring it up whenever I get the chance, that Clint Barton had sex with a Doombot that he thought was the Scarlet Witch. No, I think think it is absolutely relevant because there's points in this storyline where Clint Barton is, uh, I believe the kids call, refer to it as being a crazy-ass white boy. Um... (laughs) This book is just full of them. Danny is mental at one point. Spider-Man has an entire issue with him. <laughs> just yeah. completely. Yeah, Spider-Man does some peak crazy-ass white boy shit. Yeah. God it's, bless it's him. Great. Uh, but so... yeah, and Modoc's got some, like, weird minions with him. I think there's, like, a... This... <laughs> there's, like, an ape? It's... Yeah, it's like... It's like, it's it's like, like an ape borrows... in gold armor. It's really weird. Yeah, I'm sure, like, because uh, obviously I'm not big on Modoc, but I'm sure, like, they're a team or, like, some sort of someone's villain. I think they're villain. just AIM goons. Like, I think they yeah. just do, like, experiments from AIM. They um, look like something the High Evolutionary would yes. dream up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Modoc looks like something the High Evolutionary would dream up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wh- there's a great, great line here from Wanda, though. She's like, oh, no, you're going to talk a lot, aren't you? Because the uh, Modoc just starts fucking talking, and she's shut up, shut up. If I wanted to hear someone monologue, I would move back in with my dad. Yeah. Because this is before they decided that Wanda was not Magneto's daughter, and oh, also yeah. they have decided once again that Wanda is Magneto's daughter. Yeah. Which is pretty funny to me. It's almost like they decided that because they wanted. Uh, to make sure they could retain the movie rights. Yeah, we we don't talk about Marvel's decisions and storylines linked to the movie rights because yeah, well, then we'll have to get into actions. Inhumans versus X Men, and I never want to think about that ever again. That's look if you're expecting if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh man, I wonder if they'll ever get into Inhumans versus X Men, which no one is because no one ever wants to hear about Inhumans versus X Men. But yeah. that's you'll be waiting a long time if you are. Um, so Miss Marvel and I should add this is Carol Danvers uh, yeah and Jessica Drew Spider-Woman show up uh, and just the three of them just whoop Modoc's ass Uh, speaking of ass there is this shot there's like multiple shots uh, of Jessica from behind Uh, and my note is why is Jessica's ass drawn like that there's a lot of weird shit going on with women's asses in this comic Absolutely, especially when the uh, the Serpent Society. Oh broke. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, this is the first time I noticed it because like, there's two back to back where it's like, it's like the artist went, "All right, I really, really have to emphasize that Jess has been doing her hip thrusts and 
<laughs> she's really been just setting records on the squat rack, like. Yeah, she, she's trying to go on the uh, try to distract everyone from the fact that she was the main villain in Secret Invasion, even though it wasn't her. But <laughs> a public image. So you're like, do not think about that. Do not perceive yeah. that. <laughs> like, look at this instead. No, yeah. it is like the. But then again, you know, comics drawing yeah. women. Yeah. So. Uh, Carol and Jess try to take Wanda off to Avengers Mansion. Uh, and yep. they're like, look, everybody's been worried. Everyone will be happy to see you. And the first person she sees is the Vision. <laughs> who he is immediately that, yeah. a dick to her. Because he's like, yeah. uh, you chose to overpower me and use my body as a weapon against my friends and my home. That I cannot forgive. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not hes not wrong. I'd be very annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she starts to cry. Vision starts to cry. Uh, Hank McCoy makes this awful face. <laughs> like, he looks like somebody just farted. It's... Yeah. Like, everyone else is like, yeah, I get it. And then, but Hank's fa- Hank doesn't say anything. He's just making faces like he cannot believe that the Vision would act like this. Also, Hank is wearing a turtleneck underneath a lab coat. Yeah. Like he's about to do a dinner and a show number based around him being a mad scientist by day and an R&B singer by night. Yeah, I think that I think this whole like outfit slash just his general demeanor throughout the storyline is the beginning of his descent into doing war crimes. Uh, I, think I think he's already been doing war crimes at this point, but this yeah. is the thing that pushes him to... One of the things that happens after this is that the Beast uses a time machine to grab yeah. himself, Scott, Bobby, Gene, and Warren from when they first became the X-Men mm-hmm. so that he can show Scott the error of his ways. Yeah. It's an incredibly stupid idea. It's an, it's an amazing leap in logic. Um, but I th- think the thing is with Beast, like I know, like let's get into the, let's get into the debate of is to quote Alistair Black's entrance theme. Is anyone ever truly good? Uh, <laughs> is ever anyone truly ever truly evil? evil? That's I believe Beast is evil in every timeline. Like, there's Dark Beast. I'm like, there's no need for that. Every Beast is Dark Beast. He goes and gets, like, the idealistic version of himself. What does he do? Immediately starts summoning demons. I'm like, <laughs> this guy. Hank he's McCoy not all will there. invariably always become evil. Yeah. In the name he, of he's science. A, he's, a, he's a sick fuck. I think they should never <laughs> let him join the Illuminati because he's like hmm war crimes if I say anything is for the good of all of the planet I can get away with a lot I of can things. convince Cap you can convince Captain America to do a lot if you tell him it's for the good of all mankind exactly which and is this also, story is Cap doing stupid shit because he thinks that he's doing the right thing and also at the height of like at the, I think at least the beast this version of beast there was a there was a point where he could have went and completely turned his life around but instead he decided to join the Secret Avengers and hang out with Moon Knight. Now, I love Moon Knight, <laughs> but he's the last person you want to hang out with when you're having a moral, like, sort of a, a formative point in your life. Yeah. 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 You know so, who's, who's just really not the guy you want to go around when you're having, like, a come-to-Jesus moment? 
The dude who once dressed up as Spider-Man and beat up the entirety of a strip club. Yeah. Th- that's, just my, that's just my thinking. Um, the guy who was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to take everyone's powers, but this talking bird skull said I've got to give me a hammer, though I'll have that. <laughs> He's walking around in a suit and a ski mask. This is, your, this is the guy you want to hang out with? All right. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the second half of this story uh, set yeah. in Utopia, centered around hope. This whole thing is kind of prelude to set up your two key players in this. You're the two people who will become the most important characters by the end of this story. The Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch and Hope Summers. Again, Cyclops' granddaughter from the future. Yep. Uh, Hope is stealing a jetpack <laughs> and flying to San Francisco. <laughs> uh, yep. It is established that she does this a lot. Yeah. Also that this is Cyclops' jetpack. Yeah. When has Scott ever used a jetpack? Uh, he used it in one of the best Cyclops panels of all time. It was during Dark Reign where like Hammer soldiers are trying to find because the X Men went into hiding. It was before they publicly revealed they had Utopia, I believe. Yeah, Could they were still wrong. hanging out in San Francisco um, at the time. And everyone's like, "Oh, where the fuck, Cyclops? Did you find him? We need to kill him." And Cyclops just turns up with a jetpack and goes, "Take me to your leader, boys." <laughs> <laughs> God, I gotta revisit Dark Reign because I think I only oh, it's so I only good, especially read the, it through the New Avengers stuff. Oh, there's a bit where like because it ends in a fight on Utopia where obviously it which ends how this should have ended quite early on with the X Men just pounding just whatever ass. team trying to invade them because Ares comes like I'm a god and then Danny Moonstar's like well I used to be a Valkyrie I guess I'll just get those powers back and beat you back into the sea. It's so good. <laughs> Danny Moonstar, also conspicuous by her absence in this story. Yeah. I mean, I know she's depowered at this point, but, like, they had, there was a New Mutant story, like the Search for Legion or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and she just turns up just strapped to the gills with weapons. She looks like fucking Simon Pegg's character at the end of Hot Fuzz, where he puts all <laughs> the guns on him. It's just like, nah, I'm coming. I don't care how powerful Legion is. I'm going to kick the shit out of him. Be like, fair enough. David's a little bastard. I'm going to whoop his ass. Yeah. Uh, so... Hope has been stealing this jetpack uh, and has a police scanner, and she's been going into San Francisco, or just into California, and just yeah. beating up criminals. Uh, she beat up two muggers. She went uh, to Corona, which is not too far from where I grew up. Uh, yeah. She goes to Corona, breaks some dude's legs. As you do. I should add, that dude is a child molester. Yeah. Um, and he's... Cyclops is like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, look, I'm protecting a world that fe- that hates and fears us. Isn't that our job? He's like, not what it means. Needlessly putting yourself in danger. You're really important to everyone here, especially me. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop putting yourself yeah. in danger. Um, and she's like, well, how about you tell me about the Phoenix? He says, I don't think we should talk about that. Yeah, we... Think we should, Grandpa? No. <laughs> and then hope. And don't worry about the impending doom bird from space. Yep. Just don't worry about it. Uh, hope hears a uh, over the scanner. She hears about a robbery at the bank, and Cyclops start, starts to stop her, and she uses his own powers against him, which is Hope's whole deal: is that she can take the yep. powers of other mutants. I should add. 
this is a, a note I, I made here, which is that uh, this story is pretty much it for her, especially now that Sink is back. Yeah. Because Sink, they specifically bring him back on Krakoa early because he acts as a backup for Hope because they yeah. have the same power. Yes. But now Sink is a member of the X-Men and Hope is relegated to resurrection duty. Yeah, along with my my beautiful boy Alexa, who will never get out of the resurrection. Uh, no, dungeon. he like, like I'd say that the five that's their job for the next few years. That's the only time you'll see Hope or I, I know his name is Egg, but Gold Balls is too good of a name. Yeah, yeah. if they didn't want me to call him Gold Balls, they would have called him Gold Balls first. Uh, exactly. So Hope and Gold Balls and Elixir and Proteus and my beloved Tempest. I mean, technically, you could call Alexa Gold Balls as well. That's true. <laughs> but um, the the only note I have for this part is Hope hits Scott with the SmackDown versus Raw signature steal, and <laughs> she just like R two in triangle. Yeah, and just a note that Scott parenting isn't just simply having faith in an amorphous just concept. Yeah, it's almost like his father figures his whole life are Mister Sinister and Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> Two people who could not be worse parents if they tried. And then his actual dad's just in space. Just and then his actual the dad fucked off to space for his entire childhood. Which I, I, I've been note later on because they, they are... I think it's them in the story. But why is Hepzibah there? Yes! Okay, I thought... I was like, was Hepzibah just hanging out this whole time? Because why the fuck is she here? And if she's here, where's Corsair? Because yeah, Corsair's not here. Anyone. Why is Hepzibah here? I mean, did did the part there because like they were concerned about the whole mutant situation and they wanted someone just on deck, like, hey, here's your weird cat stepmother. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Who's kind of uh, kind of makes passes at Rachel, I think, at one point, which is weird. Yeah. Hey, that's sort of your granddaughter. Please stop that. Yeah. Uh, so Hope goes to the bank, and the bank is getting broken into by the Serpent Society. Mm-hmm. Who is this woman with the Serpent Society? I don't know enough about them, and I don't really care that much about them. Yeah, the the only ones that like usually get any like center stage stuff is their uh, Puff Adder and like Constrictor, because they're usually like just annoying Spider Man. Yeah, and Cottonmouth is around too and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, like who is this woman who? She's just, she's standing here, and I cannot stress enough how, like, she's wearing, like, like, one of those, like, a dress, and her yep. ass might as well just be fully out. Mm-hmm. Like, they draw her from behind, looking over her shoulder, and just, it, the focus is fully just, like, look at her ass. Yeah, I think this was just before, like... Marvel decided, hey, maybe we should stop doing this. Maybe and we should the whole treat our female where... characters like people. Yeah, and they gave Psylocke a new suit, and obviously... Yeah, the Chris Anka design that fucking yeah. rules. Yeah, and the fucking, um, the rebrand for Miss Marvel into Captain Marvel. That happens um, at the end of this. Because in Consequences, she's wearing the, uh, the Captain Marvel costume. Oh, so she is, yeah. Um, so, Hope... 
gets uh, grabbed by Constrictor. Uh, yep. And just starts headbutting the shit out of her. My note for that is Hope has been watching Shibata tapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just Cable said, all right, this is part of your education. It just sat her down and wa- made her watch a bunch of New Japan. Yeah. And she just headbutts her over and over and over and over until she lets her go. And just it, it, it has um, out. It has parallels to the, the fucking back in black where Kingpin's trying to monologue and Spider Man's <laughs> like, No, yeah. no, I'm I'm gonna hit you. I'm just gonna keep hitting <laughs> Hope's you. Hope's like, don't okay. Um and so Hope comes face to face with Puff Adder. And she looks at Puff Adder and goes, Hey, are you a mutant? And he goes, What? Yeah, yeah, I'm a mutant. What do you mean? What does that matter? She's like, oh, because my powers only work on mutants. And she just copies his power and yeah. kicks his ass. Look at me. I'm the puff at it now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the puff at it now. Why call yourself puff at it? Like, there's got to be, like, use the, like, original, like, Latin name for whatever snake that is. Right, because puff, puff at just it. Makes, it makes you sound like the mascot for a snake-themed... Uh, snack brand. Yeah, and also, like, I don't condone the use of this, but over in England, puff is a, a derogatory term for a gay person. Oh, so Jesus. If he, if he was, like, say if he was one of Captain Britain's rogue gallery, he'd be oh, saying, no. hey, I'm gay snake. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It'd be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, so, Scott and Emma come in, and Hope is just kicking the sh- like she is beating Cottonmouth space yeah. in mm-hmm. and they're like hey relax <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like her hands are covered in his blood yeah like there's blood like- on her hands and there's no remorse yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully she doesn't do the yeah, so hopefully she does not complete that DMX line <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you can tell like like oh yeah like this person was raised by Cable. Yes, like, this is Nathan Summers' daughter. Yeah, from the very first moment of like oh somebody's gone missing from our team and we don't know what's going on. It's like if there was an X, there's only like about a handful of X Men who are willing to do shit like that. Yeah, and yeah, this is it's all right. We got Cable, we got Psylocke, Wolverine. Warren, oh, if he's having Warren, a bad day. Warren, if he's feeling particularly blue. And maybe Domino. Do, yeah, Domino. Uh, maybe Warpath. I don't know. He's supposed to be the conscious of that team. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know. So we get into X-Men, uh, Avengers vs. X-Men number one. Uh, we're not going to get too into the tie-ins. We'll, we'll mention them here and there, but we really just yeah. ran straight through the main event. Uh, yep. It's really funny. The... Uh, the Avengers characters they show here, and the X Men they show here on this first page, where you see yes, uh, just like here are the people that are gonna be in this story. So, uh, on the Avengers side, it's Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Spider Man, the Protector, who I forgot existed. I, I loved Protector. He's such a dick to like <laughs> Iron Man and anyone who tried to use technology around him. He's like that's inferior. Like okay, <laughs> <laughs> what's your fucking problem, man? You fucking luddite. 
Great. Uh, Black Widow, Vision, War Machine, who I forgot is in this story because he does nothing. Captain Britain, Valkyrie, Doctor Strange, Spider-Woman, Red Hulk, Luke Cage, Mockingbird, Daredevil, The Thing, Giant Man, Iron Fist, Black Panther, uh, Wolverine, and the Beast. Yep. Who are positioned on this page to be in the middle, implying that their allegiance will be in question. It is not. Uh, Yeah. It's the X-Men, who we see Cyclops, Hope, Emma Frost, Magneto, Colossus, and Namor. It's crazy how many... How many people they had to put on this Avengers side uh, yeah. to be half as cool as the people they put on this X-Men side. But even then, like I think I make a note later on, is like the, the Avengers roster is so shallow in comparison to the yes. X-Men. Because uh, the X-Men have a whole island of just people who are arguably more powerful in a single Avengers team. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh like there's a there's Multiple parts where Cannonball and Sunspot are just hanging out, and it's like, man, those two guys could clear a lot of this field. Yep. Uh, so we open on the Phoenix, uh, just just eating a few galaxies as it does. Uh, yeah. And something is coming to Earth. Uh, it takes out a plane. It crashes through. Crashes through a skyscraper. It's uh, a whole lot's going on. Uh, this is basically it, just the huh? Doesn't it go through the Chrysler building? Yes, it goes through the Chrysler building. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, but it's but it's Carol, all right because it's my boy. Yeah. So Carol catches it, and then it, they want you to think that this thing that is landing is the Phoenix. That it is. Uh, and nope, it's Nova. Specifically, it's Sam, not fucking Richard Ryder. Because who cares about Richard Ryder when Sam is here? Yeah, and Richard Wright is fucking dead. Yes, <laughs> which Hawkeye mentions, he's like, isn't he, I thought he died. Yeah, which I don't know how they'd know, like, because the only people who know he's dead are like Thanos and Star-Lord. Because he turned himself into an interdimensional space door and was never seen again for like seven years. Yeah, okay, that would explain why Hawkeye would think he died, though, if he just hasn't. Yeah, yeah, I what guess. What happened to that guy? I guess he's, I figure he's dead. Uh, and all Nova can say is, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, Which is incredibly vague when it comes to threats from space. But This could be he anything. He did his job. Um, yeah. We got to Hope and Cyclops training. And Cyclops is just like, no powers, you can't do that. Uh, uh, and then she's like, is this how Professor X drained you? And he goes, absolutely, zap. <laughs> He's such a dick in this. Like, <laughs> anytime he has to teach Hope a lesson or try and be a dad, he's like, hmm, mm-hmm. all my dads are dickheads. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Dickhead. Cyclops just has nothing but bad examples. The closest to a good example he has is Logan, like, from watching Logan be fatherly to other people. And Logan's yeah. a dick. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially throughout this entire storyline. Uh, so... Then Hope Phoenix is out, and yeah. uh, he's. They're just like, "What the fuck is that? It's coming." <laughs> they realize what's happening. Uh, yep. Cap and Iron Man give a speech to the president, which I should say this. I would think is at the time where every time that somebody was drawing the president in something, they just made it vaguely not Obama. Yeah. 
Which was strange because they made such a big deal about Obama appearing in that Spider-Man comic. Yeah. Um, so, the Avengers are like, we've been searching for this exact energy signature ever since the Jean Grey incident. This is the first time I will mention that this book feels like it is predicated on you not knowing who Rachel Summers is. Yes. I did the math. Gene is the Phoenix from like 1976. It's like 1981. Yeah. Rachel is the Phoenix from 1985 to 2000. Yes. Rachel is Phoenix for almost triple the length of time that Gene is. Mm hmm. What do you mean you were searching for this energy signature since the Dark Phoenix saga when the Phoenix was on Earth? Just hanging out for 15 years. The, the Phoenix returns to Earth and picks a host like every other Tuesday these days. Yeah. So the Avengers Tower must be just non-stop alarms. Yes. But, you know. Because fucking the, Echo the, is the Phoenix now, which I... Uh, this story yeah. is the beginning of the Phoenix no longer really being a thing that's intrinsic to Rachel and Jean. And it's just like yeah. a thing that picks people now. But... Yeah. It feels weird that it's like, oh yeah, we've been looking for this the whole time, for, for you know, however long. Which, I guess we could say that was maybe 10 years ago, 10 to 12 mm-hmm. years ago at this point in Marvel time. But, yeah, Rachel has been around for the majority of that t- length of time. You couldn't just ask Rachel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in it, it, like, in a... A couple years down the line, when time displaced, Jean Grey is like worried about the Phoenix coming and taking her over. Because when Beast plucks out the timeline, the Phoenix is like, ah. Hey, I, I remember. That. I know she this. She specifically goes around to everyone who. This is like a mini series of a go around to everyone who's ever um, Been the dealt Phoenix. with the Phoenix Force. And it goes on for like six issues because like the Phoenix just possesses everyone eventually. Mm-hmm. She even goes to Namor at one point, like, oh, what's it like to be bamboozled by a fiery space bird. He's like, oh, it was kind of fun. I love to murder people. <laughs> I kind of love the power, because I'm Namor, and I'm a dick. Just, a, I'm just a furious sea twink, and I'm ready to just, you know, <laughs> take over all of the land. <laughs> I'm, I've come for every blonde in North America, present them thusly. Exactly. Reed Richards, I have come for your wife. And your ugly stepbrother with his stupid rock head. That's, also, that's why I didn't want to do the tie-ins, because like, any world where Namor loses a fight to the thing makes me very angry. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck the Fantastic Four. Johnny's cool, though. Oh, yeah, I love Johnny. He's... He, he, Actually, I think John, is Johnny dead at this place. point? I think he... Yes. Because the thing no? is wearing the, uh, yeah, the Future be. Foundation uniform, which makes me think Johnny might be dead right now. No, because doesn't Johnny come back during... Because Johnny died um, in 2011. I thought he died during... Like, not long after Annihilation, because he doesn't get eaten by the Annihilation move. Yeah. Like, he stays behind. Yes. Yes. And that's like 2006. But is I that can't 2006? Remember, I th- 
yeah, I think I just learned about 2006 because it's okay. parallel with Civil War. Because which one of my notes here is like, why do the Avengers suddenly care about this, but they didn't care yeah. when the fucking Annihilation Wave was eating the galaxy and Nova comes to Earth? He's like, hey, there's a big scary thing. We should do something about it. And Iron Man's like, no, help me murder Captain America. He's like, you're a fucking psychopath. I'm going home. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Cyclops calls him out on this here because he's. Um, yeah. We're gonna skip ahead a little bit. Because Emma go, they, it cuts to them on Utopia, and they're like, "Oh yeah, guess who's fucking here? It's Captain America." Um, Big Cap. Cyclops calls Cap out on this uh, here because yeah. So, by the way, John Romita Jr. All Star, fucking yeah. All Star. Uh, fucking, I love just everything about this issue's visuals, especially yeah. when the fight fighting stuff. Jesus. Yeah, but like John Romita Jr.'s cap is incredible. Um, just this, just a, a solid block of a man. Yeah. Um, so Cap comes to take Hope into protective custody, uh, and he's like, "Well, the Phoenix Force is coming to Earth, and all of our experts feel it is headed towards her." Note: their experts is just Logan. <laughs> It's just Logan, yeah. It's just Logan, who, despite the fact that he, that Rachel works for him at the school, has forgotten Rachel exists. Yeah. Also, it just feels like, like, they could have positioned Logan as, like, a genuine expert on on the whole thing, and just be like, yeah, I know where it's probably going, blah, blah, blah. Or, or even just positioned him as someone who, who knows a lot more than the re- regular person, but this his entire motivation just feels like, Ah, this is a reason I could fuck over Cyclops. Yeah, like, he this feels like a reason so I could pay. just be a dick to Scott. Yeah, because it's not long after uh, Schism. Schism so he's is still... like right before this, because Schism yeah. is mostly in Generation Hope, which I think is 2010. Yeah. Uh, and Scott says, this, this is a mutant problem, we'll handle it. Mm-hmm. And he explains his entire theory to him. The Phoenix is, uh, let's see, I'll just read the line. One could argue that the Phoenix coming here in the right vessel is maybe mutant kind's last best hope. It's a, fourth of, it's a force of rebirth, Cap. Maybe the rebirth of my people. And Cap yeah. says, you're too close to it, Summers. Logan told me you'd have issues with me coming here. I was hoping you and I could come to an understand, an understanding. Man to man, leader to leader, I need you to trust me. He says, I'm too close to it. You're too far away from it, as you always have been. It occurs to me, seeing you standing here, where were you for us? For the mutants. Except now, when you need something. This is a consistent theme with the Avengers. Because they also do this during Civil War. Which, Civil War happens right after House of M. Yep. So, at this point, mutant kind has been reduced to under 200 people. Mm -hmm. Buses full of mutant children have been blown up. Yep. Students crucified, Students all kinds crucified of fucked up shit. Students crucified on the shit. lawn. The genocide at Genosha, all that stuff. Right. The and genocide at Genosha. Uh, every single time the Sentinels have shown up at the X-Men's home. Every single time the Avengers just decided they want an angry little stabby man and taken Logan away from his post. Yeah. But they come to them in Civil War. Or Iron Man goes to... They send Carol. To come talk yep. to Emma, and Emma's like, "Fuck off, go to hell, die." Yeah. Because again, where were you guys when all of this horrible shit was happening to our people? 
Yeah. Where were you during the mutant massacre? Where were you? Like, Morlocks have been slaughtered countless times. Yep. Where were all of you? Oh, that's right. You were minding Avengers business. Cap, you were too busy fucking your girlfriend from the 40s' great niece. Yeah. Now, I, I want to go on record and say I'm probably one of the biggest Captain America fans of all time, but he's just an, a massive, misinformed, unlikable dick throughout this entire just this entire storyline. And in my notes, I've put, um, this is the Civil War ambush all over again, because this yes. entire start of this is just a one-for-one recreation of when Cap's team turns up at that abandoned power plant and Stark's side tricks them and ambushes them and... And suspiciously, I just want to put this on record as well as part of my anti-Tony Stark agenda, the first people to be taken out in that ambush are the two teleporters and I can't remember who else, but I know two of them are gay and one of them's a black guy. So Tony Stark is a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> he targeted them. He targeted the minorities. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so he's like he's just become like exactly the type of person that he was trying to stop Tony from being. I think it, I think there's an offhand comment about it where, like, Cap's like, oh, yeah, we need to save the world, blah, blah, blah. And Tony's like, oh, you sound like me, like, a couple yeah. of years ago. <laughs> um, so S- Scott says, respectfully, get the hell off my island. <laughs> and <laughs> um, Cap says, you do understand I wasn't asking. And Scott goes, oh, I understood that completely. Blah! (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love just how brazen Cyclops is from here all the way up to, like, modern-day Cyclops. Yeah, this is the beginning of peak Cyclops. And worth mentioning that Brian Michael Bendis wrote this issue. He is the writer of the X-Men stuff when they go to Alaska after this. Yeah. Like, it, he's the one who writes all new X-Men with them bringing the future, or the past versions of them into the present. That's all Bendis. Like, a lot of yeah. the modern characterization for Cyclops starts around this point in time. I, I'd say it starts yes. earlier. Like, I'd say it starts in Messiah Complex. But mm-hmm. it is, this is where it really gets set in stone. Yeah, like it's the logical progression of Cyclops' character because like the most uh, the pain point for him before that was like he was a boy scout like all the time despite all the horrible shit that like Xavier would do. To and him. no matter what he did, it always yeah. ended up like this. Yeah, whereas in the Ultimate Universe, it's like it happened in like fast forward, and he had that moment where he's like, "Oh fuck, Xavier, fuck Logan, I'm gonna just well." Go all try of Magneto. Ultimate X Men is Scott going, "Fuck Logan, man." Yeah, it's got um, Angie going fuck Logan all the time. Yeah, and then um, but like obviously, Ultimate X Men is probably best left in the dirt. But like <sighs> some of the the plot threads, I would think Ben is just pulled over from the Ultimate Universe. Like this is an interesting character point. Let me do it with main Cyclops. Maybe not to that extreme, even though he does get pretty extreme. But like, he's just a, an all round better character when he's questioning things. Yeah, when he's singularly focused on what is best for mutant kind, not doing what Charles Xavier tells him to do. Yeah, um, and my final note for this issue was, why is Daredevil there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? You know for a fact, like, Kingpin turns on his telly, sees the Avengers slapping the X-Men on the shores of Utopia. Daredevil's there, like, doing acrobatics in the background, and he's like, right, lads, let's go do <laughs> some crime. He sees Peter and Matt there, and he starts rubbing his fucking hands together like Birdman. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, wait, an Electra's still dead? Let's do this. <laughs> uh, bit, so we can skip 1.5, because it's just like, here's Sam yeah. flying to Earth. Yeah, uh, my I have a single note for that, which is oh boy, remember when they were really pushing Infinite Comics, which was the thing they started to do when they really started to push the Marvel Digital stuff. It yeah. works much better in the old format. It does not work uh, the way they format their digital stuff now. Yeah, I remember like especially one point five where they were doing like the augmented reality stuff and like it was especially good for like space heroes because like you'd see an expanse and then nova traveling through and it was really cool yeah. obviously they've dropped all that because marvel have a good idea do it for five years and just forget it ever happened so right uh i want to really quick touch on the uh again the big versus page they do for this issue yeah um because some of these are very clearly art from this story. Yeah. Uh, and others are just random random uh, shots they grab. Like Surge here, which the less we talk about Surge, the better, because Surge <laughs> sucks. But that's very clearly like a Chris Bocciolo design. Yeah. Like it's very cr- clearly Chris Bocciolo's art. Also, I think the picture they use for Dazzler is Greg Land, which is hilarious. Let, let, let's talk about Dazzler for a bit. Like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, isn't she part of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point? I, but, like, the one splash panel she's in, she's fighting with the X-Men. Listen, like, she's on I can't their side. I can't explain it at all. Because um, I can't remember whether it was... Um, was it during Dark Reign onwards, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. made her, like, the mutant liaison? Or was it afterwards? Because I know in the... The all timer panel where Cyclops calls her an Uncle Tom. That's when he comes back with the <laughs> the X Visor. <laughs> God damn it! I forgot he says that. He's like, "What's up, you fucking bootlegger?" <laughs> oh, I have a note that I didn't. I, I didn't. Two notes I didn't touch on in the last for issue one. Um, one bald Colossus is fucked up. Yeah, laughing as Juggernaut. Disgusting. Yes, this is when he's the Juggernaut, and it's terrible. Uh, two, uh, Cap comes to Skyclops, and he says, Hey, we need Hope to come with us. And Cyclops looks at him and says, That doesn't work for me, brother. It's <laughs> not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> like, he just big leagues Captain America. He says, No, no, I don't yeah. think you will. Coming to my house, trying to take my granddaughter. My granddaughter, like he should look at him and say, "Hey, you know that's my fucking grandkid, right?" Yeah. You know, like my son's daughter. No, I'm not. And then Cyclops has to explain his complicated family tree to Captain America. No, I think it's I think it's intentional that he never mentions it because you know how neurotic Cyclops is. He's probably like, oh, if they know um, she's related to me, she'll be in more danger because people want to get at me. Yeah, but they all, all know nonsense. her last name is Summers. Do they think she's yeah. Alex's kid? <laughs> yeah, but th- that's the Summers family tree. Like, ah, oh, they must be related to Cyclops, but I don't know how, and I'm scared to find out. How. 
<laughs> maybe he, you know, they might think Hope is like his fucking do- his sister or something. Like his mother. I think maybe they think if something happens to her, it's like, oh, just fades away. <laughs> God, it's now they think about it. It's really funny that like Havoc and Polaris have been together essentially. Like they're not together now, but they were together for the better yeah. part of like thirty years. And like, all right, Scott and Gene. They're gonna have some kids in the future. Anytime we see a glimpse of the future, we don't ever see Havoc and Polaris having kids. And Havoc only ever has a child in a brief pocket dimension with, with wasps the wasp. of all people. <laughs> That's so. Oh God, God. I think you know what? I think Lorna. Lorna probably has an IUD. Frankly. Yeah. She's like, look, absolutely. I'm not. No babies in here. No, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. We're not chanting another Magneto. Yeah, basically. She's like, uh, my dad's fucking Magneto. Uh, you've you've met my siblings. biologically related to me. I don't want anything of that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, imagine fucking Magneto's bloodline mixing with the Summer's bloodline. That's fucked up. You're, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, but there's something in, in Magneto's blood. It's not all there. Like, even, like, even, technically it's not his blood, but, like, it, I don't know how souls work in terms of family lineage. Like, I love Speed to bits. I think yeah. he's a little shithead, but he is definitely a fucking sociopath. <laughs> like, in Children's Crusade, mean, where he vibrates... Out pretty okay. Yeah, but in Children's Crusade, he vibrates through the wall, sees Billy and Hulkling kissing, and clocks that they're, they're together and goes, uh... <laughs> Just out loud, just uh. <laughs> and it's funny now because now uh, Speed is gay. He's dating yeah. Prodigy, which I yeah. find hilarious in hindsight because it's like, oh no, no, it's only gay when Billy does it. <laughs> yeah. So whoa, 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 whoa! It's, it's a, <laughs> this like, is this is a. Sorry, carry on. They're like, Tommy, why are you being weird about this? You're gay. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't look him in his eyes. It's fine. No, I know exactly Tommy's mindset. This is going to be a weird pull, and I'm sorry to take you on this tangent because it's a little bit weird. But a while ago, me and my good friend Tim Liu from Crunchyroll, um, we stayed up with a bunch of our friends, and we were watching some prison documentary, and the... In this particular prison, the way they would show dominance over each other is to take them in, take each other into like a, a broom cupboard and toss each other a salad. And then they were interviewing some guy, and he's like, "Oh, I ain't gay. I'm a warrior." And I'm like, "That's exactly how speed thinks." <laughs> he's like, "No, I'm a Spartan, bro." <laughs> I'm not gay. I'm a warrior. You can be yeah. both. Exactly. And like uh, historically think- speaking. Yeah, but then again, speed falls more on, like, the Avengers thing. Like, being gay in a warrior is more of an X-Men thing, to be honest. <laughs> That's just Shatterstar. Yep. <laughs> Shatterstar, Northstar, fucking... Richter. Yeah, Richter. That fucking panel from um, uh, Excalibur, where he's, like, doing, like, his magic shit, and, like, his Apocalypse fully has his arm round him. Like, yes! this, is my na- this is my nature, Twink. <laughs> This is this is my boy now. Like, what are we doing? Boy, grow me some flowers, boy. Grow, grow, me, some yeah. fl- grow me some flowers, boy. Yeah, great shit. Uh, anyway. So we get a fucking magnetic fastball special here. It fucking rules. Like, they're, they're fucking shooting to kill with this yes, shit. Yes, we're gonna use... We're gonna use Colossus, who is also the juggernaut right now. 
as a yep. fucking bullet. Uh, and then he scraps it out with the Red Hulk, which uh, I got a note here, which is the Avengers have fucking Red Hulk on their side, and I'm supposed to think that they're the good guys? Like, if at any point you look around and Thunderbol- Thunderbolt Ross yeah. is involved, you should probably rethink what you're doing. Yep, absolutely. And it's like, it's strange because Thunderbolt Ross, as the Hulk, like, they don't know how to write him. Either he's unstoppable or he's the biggest jobber of all time. Yes. Like, like, we can I job think... him out because he's not Bruce. Yeah, it, it, the strangest one was like when that side story where Cable takes out, systematically takes out the Avengers. He doesn't even fight him, he just gives him techno organic virus just from proximity. And he's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, okay, Remember how great. Cable is a telepath and just never uses it? Yeah. Uh, so Namor whoops the thing's ass underwater. Yeah, I've got in my notes, Namor's right hook is fucking bonkers. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought he was doing like a double axe, but no, that's just one hand. Knocks him out of the ocean. They hear the punch in Oakland. Yeah. And that, uh, that's fucking wild. Yeah, so Luke and Namor are fighting. Like, everybody kind of splits off here into fights. Luke and Namor are fighting. Cyclops, you see him fire, just waving his head and shooting an optic blast. <laughs> Which, like, this pretty is, good. This is, this is one of my favorite things of the entire story. It's just the fucking take the beach, drive them back into the sea. I was like, yes! Yeah! <laughs> this is after Cap gives... Cap gives uh, Cyclops a concussion. Yeah. And dents his visor. And it's just casually like, the first concussion of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? A lot of tickets to CTE World punched here. Yeah. Uh, and so we see, so Hope take or Emma takes Hope upstairs into where uh, the other students are. We get a, a good group shot here. We get Loa, Transonic, Pixie, Velocidad, and Surge, who the less said about Surge, the better. I cannot stress enough that she is the worst. Yeah. I mean, necessarily she is the worst. I like that time that she gave um, Professor X a verbal dressing down, but she is a dick. She is. She's a racist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, Iron Man thinks he gets the drop on Emma with microscopic telepathic tasers. And then yeah. Emma turns on her diamond form and just punches him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and then Magneto the shows amount, up to whoop his ass. Yeah, it, like the amount of like children that get punched. I think like later on, uh, Thor just full on punches one of them. In the uh, yeah, he punches. He punches Gabriel. He punches Velocidad, like just, just <laughs> full on in the stomach. Um, also, just, just f- full disclosure. I've forgotten literally everyone's name in Generation Hope. I and forgot Primal's been... name, and I was like, yeah. who the fuck is that one dude with the? His power is just fight or flight. But like, I didn't like. I, I'd completely forgotten Velocidad. So like, his suit. Because it's like red and black. I was like, is that fucking Unus the Untouchable? Like, why is he here? <laughs> I'm like, isn't he like 50? <laughs> uh, it's Velocidad. Uh, and his. Yeah. 
His power is the dumbest. He the reason I think about him a lot is because he has the dumbest superpower. It is localized time manipulation. It is not super speed. He thinks it's super speed. It is time manipulation localized to right around himself, which makes him age really fast. <laughs> oh dear. An incredibly dumb power. Uh like he looks so he's like 16 at the beginning of Generation Hope. By yeah. the end of it, like there's a shot of him like hanging out with Pixie and it looks like Pixie is hanging out with like some 35-year-old man. <laughs> like what the fuck? Inadvertently turns himself into stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird cuz Pixie's older than him. Yeah. Uh so yeah, we get we get some crowd shots, some more crowd fighting. Is that Jubilee fighting the Black fighting Black Widow? Uh, I believe so. At some point, yeah. Uh, Warpath is fighting Spider Man. Domino is fighting Iron Fist. Uh, and yeah. Wolverine is just fully strangling Sunspot. Yeah, that that was really weird. Just <laughs> touching, and is and he's in his like like Sunspot form. Yes, so, like uh, should be melting. Fucking Logan's hand away. Yes. But I've also got a note here. I was like, I could see at least three Avengers Warpath could take alone Hawkeye, Daredevil, and Giant Man. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you put Giant Man in the fucking torture rack. Yeah. Like, God. who's afraid of Hank Pym? No one. Yeah. I but mean, especially not Jim Brownstar. Yeah. I mean, the only person who should be afraid of Hank Pym is his own teammates most of the time. So. Yeah. It's his, uh, his friends and loved ones. Yeah, uh, and then the only other note I've got for like the fight sequence is Black Panther and Storm panels hurt. <laughs> wait, say it again. I, I, uh, uh, Black Panther and Storm panels hurt because yes. like every is... time they interact with each other, like no, yeah, they <laughs> don't uh... do it. <laughs> Rethink this. Also, that's basically been T'Challa for the last ten years. Is going, look, baby, I'm sorry. Come on, please, yeah. please, I miss you. <laughs> I'll give you this magical sword so you can go fight in another dimension. Just please come please home. Please come home. I'm so sorry I annulled our marriage. Uh, yeah, Storm and Black Panther kind of have it out. Um, yeah. Hope breaks Lori's nose for no reason. Yeah, that was a bit <laughs> extreme. Like, like, because? Yeah. The fucking the bit where Cap's walking down the optic blast is pretty cool. Yeah, he just puts the shield up and just walks it down. Uh, Because Cap, who I do not think ever met Jean Grey, yeah, says, "Think about Jean. Remember what that thing did to her." Yeah, and Scott says, "I don't need you or anyone else to remind me about my dead wife." Yeah, Cap does that again, like. Which at the you end, don't know anything about. Yeah, like, he does it again at the end. He's like, oh, you killed one of the, the finest men I'd known. Like, you talked to Professor X, like, twice a year? If yeah. that. Well, they were the Illuminati together. I guess, yeah. But they kick Cap out, like, in quick succession when they realize, no, oh, this guy doesn't want to do war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, this, this group is here for one reason, one reason only, and that is to do some no, but even then, like, legal shit. 
they wiped his memory when he left, so he, he spoke into Press X even less than he did before that. Yeah. Yeah, this is where we see Hepzibah, by the way, who's just here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another thing. Dr. Nemesis is winning a two-on-one against Quicksilver and Iron Man. <laughs> He's just fucking I got the choppers out and just I letting them sing. That, <laughs> yeah, he is. What the fuck? I fucking love Dr. Nemesis. <laughs> Blasted. <laughs> ah, superfoes, no match for guns. <laughs> Dr. Nemesis, who is just just in a trench coat, white pants, yeah. white shirt, white mask, white hat, with two Uzis <laughs> shooting at Iron Man and winning. And you can see it's like whatever he's shooting at them is like getting stuck at them, so he's just using unsanctioned science on people. <laughs> So that's like, probably I'm a healer, home. let's go. But <laughs> it's yeah. so so fully insane. Uh shout out to my man James Bradley. Yeah, um great dude. So we get some more some more talking, some more fighting. Doctor yeah. Strange does the stupidest fucking thing he could possibly do. Yep. <laughs> Doctor Strange is cons- uh, my note here is Doctor Strange is consistently the dumbest smart dude. Yeah. Cause he tries to fight magic in limbo. I mean that's in line with his character. He's always an arrogant prick. He's yeah. like, yeah, I can take this. Yeah, and Magic, who is like half Dark Child at this point, in like yeah. in limbo, we cut to her. She's got the silver arms going, she's got the horns back. It's got the, yeah. the, the cloven hooves. Like, she's very clearly more demon here. And this is her domain. She is yep. the lord and master of Limbo. She conquered hell at 14. Why would you fight her there? Because, you know, it, it's Doctor Strange. He's a known misogynist. He went in there thinking, nah, she's a woman. I can do this. <laughs> Whatever, whatever, she's just some fucking girl. I could whoop her ass. Uh, he does not, but we'll get back into that later. Um, yes. So, Hope is becoming progressively more the Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and she just fucking roasts Logan alive. Yep. I've got a note here. It's like, the, uh, God bless Spidey, who followed Logan because... Wolverine's only fix for things is to stab them. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and uh, it's P.S. like, ah, he's gonna do a murder of a child, I better stop that. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should help him. Maybe I should make sure he doesn't do something stupid here. Um, this is, I do want to kind of get into this, because the Phoenix attaching to Hope Yeah. is, like I said, it's kind of the beginning of the whole... The Phoenix not necessarily being tied to Jean Grey thing. Yeah. But I still think that it is. I think that what happens here... My theory about the Phoenix is that after Jean dies in the Morrison X-Men run... Mm -hmm. The Phoenix becomes like the avatar of Jean Grey's will. Yeah. Uh, At least at this point. And now they're doing a whole different thing where, like, the... the I don't want to get into the Phoenix being Thor's mom, but... 
I feel like in recent times they've just made the Phoenix an angry version of Galactus because it's like, oh, it needs to be there. It destroys planets, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just Galactus, but on fire. Yeah, uh, well, we need a new plot device for the Avengers because we can't come up with anything interesting for them because the Avengers are yeah. boring. Um, mm-hmm. The the So, they theorize later that the Phoenix is what helped create hope in the first place. Why does the Phoenix keep yeah. coming back to mutant kind? Well, originally, the Phoenix is just Gene. It's not this extra-dimensional yeah. force. It's Gene's own nature turned all the way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she becomes Dark Phoenix, not because the power itself is inherently corrupting, but because of the influence of the people around her. Professor X, uh, Jason Wingard, and Emma Frost. Yeah. all push her to the point where she becomes Dark Phoenix. Then when Rachel takes the power, it never happens to her because Rachel is never put in this position where she has these outside influences. Yeah. Rachel is in full control all the time. It's just part of her. Yeah, and that, that sort of makes sense when, like, there's... I don't know if it ever happens in the mainline universe... But like when you see that alternate future where Quentin acquires the the Phoenix and like it's got he's he's just in complete control of it. He's like, yeah, I've just I've just got this yeah, because because he can't influence is, Quentin. Yeah, he's full of himself. He's like, yeah, I've got this. It's fine. Yeah. Uh. So Gene, Gene dies, and then what? The way I choose to read it, at least at this point, is that Gene, her desire to protect mutant kind is what helps create hope and is why the phoenix wants to latch on to hope Mm -hmm. because it's which is also why hope looks like gene uh and then hope hope is destined to take the phoenix because she was always meant to take it like we never see hope's parents it is completely possible that hope was created by the phoenix which was the original idea for rachel was that she was supposed to be um born out of gene and the phoenix itself. Yeah. And the the problem with that is that she looks so much like Scott that you can't you can't walk that back. Yes. Uh but that's that's just me totally just theory, you know, whatever. Uh Logan grows back his skin uh and mm-hmm. hair and everything. And the 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 X Men have seemingly surrendered after Hope phoenixed out and left. Also, there's a lot of magma in these crowd shots. A lot more magma yeah. than I yeah. really than anyone should really want to deal with. But she's there. Uh, yeah, I think they were just like putting because magma was sort of she had a semi important role in like the the stories leading up to it like she was a big part of second coming cuz like the new mutants go to the future through that time portal and fight Cameron Hodge and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so i think she was still in the forefront of like the writers minds and stuff yeah. but not enough to have her involved in the story so she's just like there which is a lot of the reason why, unfortunately, at this time, Cannonball and Sunspot are there, but they don't really do much with them. Yeah, they're it's just like, hey, these here. guys helped save the world a couple of stories ago. They're still here. Well, they're recognizable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Doctor Strange comes back with magic, uh, mm-hmm. seemingly defeated uh, in a yeah. holding special spell. Logan shows up and is like, are you fucking stupid? That's not Doctor Strange. 
That's he magic. Sounds different. <laughs> That's magic pretending to be Doctor Strange. Yeah, and then as soon as like Logan says, it's like, well, bye. Uh, <laughs> just time to go. <laughs> we just needed to get everybody back together in one place so magic could teleport us out to the stepping disc. See you later. Yeah. Um, Which begs the question, like, because like they take all the main people away. It's like, what the other like X Men who didn't get teleported away doing? <laughs> Just like, ah, uh, whoa, this is yeah, awkward. Yeah, because fucking Cannonball and Sunspot and Magma and Pixie and Loa are just there. Yeah. Um, and so they need to get to Cerebra, which is not Cerebro at this point. It's Cerebra, the upgraded version of Cerebro. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, we've got to find somebody at Logan School who can who can help us with Cerebra. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, hmm, I wonder, I wonder who it could be. <laughs> what telepath is at Logan School that would decide to work with fucking Scott? Yeah. It's Rachel. It really should be front and center <laughs> in this story, but like, it's just relegated to an informant role. Yeah, because like, Logan, Logan calls Rachel. And uh, and it's like, hey, can you find Hope? And then she's like, nope, can't find her. Don't know where she is. Uh, and then Logan, uh, Scott, or Rachel calls Scott telepathically. Which, yeah. is it weird that she calls Scott by his first name? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't remember if there's ever been a point where she calls him dad, but she calls him Scott here. Mm-hmm. Because Scott, can, like, if you did not know that Rachel is Scott's daughter, you would think that she's like the lost summer sister. Yeah, but I think I think it's just a holdover from the fact that she sided with Logan. Yeah, on the whole with Logan, thing, and like, this is, I think at this point she's not doing the Rachel Gray thing anymore. Yeah, but yeah, it's weird in hindsight, or actually. Had she not done it yet? Because this is before X Men Gold, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so, so she's Rachel Gray during X Men Gold. So I think she does that after this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, weird that if you had not like if you were reading this and weren't like checking Wikipedia on all these characters and everything, you would think that Rachel is Scott's sister and not his daughter. Yeah. Um. I mean. The, just this weird this crowd shot real quick of her walking through the halls you see the mm-hmm. you see Quentin Quire uh yeah. and Evan Sabiner shout out oh. to Kid Apocalypse R.I.P. Evan <laughs> guess who's not coming to Krakoa yeah. fucking Evan I feel I like I should have made a note here which is what the fuck are all these normal ass human Avengers gonna do yeah absolutely. like what the fuck is are Mockingbird and Hawkeye gonna do to fucking Emma Frost? Oh, we'll find out what Hawkeye does, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out you real soon. What Hawkeye soon. does is fuck Doombots. Yeah. And put himself in jeopardy. And put himself in jeopardy constantly. So Logan... Logan and uh, Cap go... They get on a Quinjet. Logan, Cap, mm-hmm. Pim, and Sharon Carter... Yeah. Uh, and they're like, hey, Logan, would you fucking stop? 
Stop trying to stab this child. Yeah, stop trying to stab this teenage girl. What's your problem? Uh, And they're like, you're benched. And he's like, no, I'm not sitting this out. So then uh, Cap concusses him and throws him out of a out of the fucking ship. Yeah, I put here my notes. Uh, The Steve World Order get him. (laughs) 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 Calls in fucking Big Sexy. Hank Pym. Big (laughs) 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 As he falls out. Oh my god. He's like, well. Alright, I guess I gotta do it myself. Yeah, like, it, it's not a particularly short, like, issue, but, like, nothing happens in this issue. It's just yeah. like, hey, let's escape. Wolverine's a dickhead. Wolverine's a dickhead. Uh, we get a Hickman issue, which, God bless him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolverine off-screen kills a polar bear and just yeah. uses it for warmth. Mm-hmm. And As you do. Hope manages to breadcrumb him with beer. Yep. <laughs> like I mean, she just, it's, a, it's a reliable <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Logan's attention. <laughs> it worked. Uh, Thor tries to fight the Phoenix in space. It does not work. Yeah, uh, no cells. Blows up a planet. Yep. It just and, like takes me all near, punches it into a planet, and is like, you did that, Thor. Not yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, all the people are dead because of you. Great job. Jesus. Uh, and Logan's like, hey, kid, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, well, I'll keep giving you beer. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and you can listen to my plan. Hope's plan is to go into space and absorb the phoenix. And if she can't control it, Logan can kill her. Yeah. Which is the most sensible plan out of everyone so well, far. Yeah, everyone who has made like an actual plan. The plan yeah. should be, hey... Why don't Hope and Rachel go into space mm-hmm. and try to and Rachel walks her through absorbing the Phoenix? Because Rachel yeah. absorbed the Phoenix like it was nothing. Yeah. She touched a crystal or whatever, and it gave her the Phoenix's power, and she like exploded in her grandparents' bat uh, basement, and she's like, "Okay, cool, I'm the Phoenix now." <laughs> like it's not a big deal at all. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, more cra- uh, so we get a shot of Emma c- mind controlling the toad yeah uh, uses Cerebra and tries to find hope so we get some shots of where the X-Men and the Avengers are fighting yeah Rachel is fighting Storm which is weird uh, cause yeah, that's really weird. But you, you know what? You know what's the weirdest thing about this entire issue? Huh. Like the whole taking over Toad's mind, and Emma's like, "Oh yeah, I need someone with a weak brain so I can remote control Cerebro." It's like most of the time, people who try and put on the Cerebro helmet get fucking melted unless they're a powerful telepath. Does this mean Toad's just a fucking cerebral tank? <laughs> Well, I, my assumption is that because it's Emma's mind controlling it. I, I, w- I was thinking that. Or that I would also accept that, that Toad's too stupid. Emma. Yeah, or that yeah. Toad is simply too dumb. Yeah. For a <laughs> he can't effect. comprehend. <laughs> he would look at the fucking many-angled beings that 
the fucking they come through the terror in the universe of War of Kings and he wouldn't go mad at the sight of them because he just can't comprehend. He just doesn't like, understand what he's okay. looking at. <laughs> uh, okay, actually, I'm looking at it again. It looks like. Uh, so Danger is fighting Danger, who is the living sentient form of the Danger Room, is fighting yep. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Storm and, T- and T'Challa are fighting. Doctor Nemesis appears to be trying to shoot Pietro. Yeah, fucking Nate Gray pulling a Gertrude and using a raptor on someone. Yeah, yeah which very weird that Nate Gray is here. Yeah. Right, he's, he's just in the background, shirtless, like he's... We need yeah. somebody, we need to fill up these crowd shots. Uh, which is why Dazzler is fighting Spider-Woman. Spider-Man Fucking and Daredevil Dazzler. are trying to fight Colossus, who is, again, the juggernaut currently. Yeah. And Domino is fighting Mockingbird. Which, Domino should be mopping the floor with Bobby Morse. Yes, Absolutely. Betsy and Warren are fighting Hawkeye, and I cannot believe that this is at all an issue for them. Listen, Hawkeye's the star player. Betsy should just use the psychic knife, the focused totality of her psychic powers, and just just stab him with it. Yeah. Also, Warren's got his fucking razor wings at this point. Yes, yes just, he does. Just shoot him. Just, just fill him full of pinions, send him to... The sleepy town. Just get him out of here. Iceman is fighting Red Hulk. Uh, yeah, it's not advisable, but at the same time, he is fucking Iceman, so yeah. I guess. Warpath, or, yeah, Warpath, this should be a cool team. Like, it should be, on its face. Yeah. Nate Gray, Warpath, Magic, and Gambit. Mm-hmm. Magic, Backdoor... Like, she teleports behind Giant Man and just takes him out with one shot. Yeah. Gambit and Warpath should should be Captain America. There's no reason yeah. that Cap wins this fight. <laughs> like, Jimmy should just give him a fucking F5 and be done with it. Yeah. Also, if any, any superhero character should be using wrestling moves, it's Warpath. Absolutely. Warpath should give somebody a Tiger Driver 97. Fucking gentle. Anyone who's just built like a fucking Dorito should be using wrestling moves. <laughs> yeah. Do you see in the current run of New Mutants that they had uh, They had Warpath uh, just wearing these itty-bitty shorts? Yeah. Because <laughs> fucking Danny and Magic trick him. They're like, yeah, yeah, you gotta wear these. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay. Listen. I mean, if I if I was built like Warpath, no oh, amount of Oh, weird. I'd never not do it. Yeah. I'd just be like, yeah, what are you going to say to me about my tiny Warpath's shorts? Warpath's like seven I'm... feet tall, 350 yeah. pounds. He can do whatever he wants. I think, uh, I, I, I think I've said it before somewhere, but I think visually, from like the um, the X-Force run, when the team at Elix is there because he accidentally joins the team because he overhears them talking about murder and they can't murder him because he's a child but like from that point on Warpath's visuals like it's just unparalleled I think he's like the best looking X-Man just like just in terms of concept like it, it his look fits who he is he, he fits into every team he just looks like he's gonna kick the fucking shit out of anyone he p- comes up against mm-hmm. yeah he's fucking gigantic it's like they remembered that he's huge yeah that's fucking uh, great 
Yeah, and then Cap just beats Gambit, which fine, yeah. whatever. But I yeah. think if you had trouble with Cyclops, why would why is Gambit, who has ostensibly the same power, just yeah. easy out? I mean, I guess that he's got slightly less power because he's got a bit of his brain missing, but yeah, he's more acrobatic than fucking Cyclops. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Cap isn't trained to fight acrobats. Just oh wait, no, he I mean, fights he beats Batrock, a Batrock the he? Leaper all the time. Yeah, <laughs> the French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Cap gets a plus five against <laughs> against Frenchmen. Oh, like people who aren't necessarily French who just like to talk in French accents. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could take Phantom X. I was saying, well, Phantom X's ass. <laughs> um, so, Logan and Hope just kill a bunch of dudes at AIM. Yeah. And steal a rocket. Uh, they go into space. To go to the blue area of the moon. Also, the Avengers are already here. Yeah. They've just got rockets and Quinjets on deck, so... Yep, because Logan already told the Avengers. Which is nice of him, even after they kick him out of a Quinjet. Uh, So as soon as they realize where they are, magic... Magic takes Namor, uh, Namor, Colossus, Emma, and Cyclops to space. Yeah. Because, you know, she can do that. Because there's nowhere in the universe you can hide from Ileana Rasputin. That is true. I also took a sidebar to be a hater here and put, Tony is building something. This will fuck up. (laughs) He will blow this somehow. Uh, I I have a note here, which is, this is me remembering that Thor is the Phoenix's son. That's a really dumb retcon. Like, all time stupid. Someone should fix that soon. Thanks. Speaking of Thor... It's like, because um, like, there's like a little thing on the panel, it's like something's approaching the moon. And it, it turns out to be Thor's body, but I put, there's about to be another battle, but something is approaching. It should have been William Regal to announce war games, but it's a defeated <laughs> Thor. <laughs> Lands face down in the middle of everyone. God, give, me your, give me your best Regal war games. War games! <laughs> war games! <laughs> I was so gutted that Io Shirai did it this time and not didn't uh, pull out Willie Riggs for the... You know what? I would be fine with him just thing. showing up whenever just to yell war games. That'd be great. Great shit. Like, we don't see him all year, but he'll pop up to go to yell about war games. And one final note I had for this issue, which I find fucking hilarious, is when, like, Thor's, like, half dead and he points that, like, the phoenix is on its way. Everyone looks terrified. And in the end, Magic's just smiling like... <laughs> This yeah, fun. yeah, Magic is smiling because Magic's a little bit evil. Yeah. That's kind of her thing, is that Ileana's like kind of evil. She's she just kind of loves when shit is really. on fire and burning, and she kind of hates that she does, but. Yeah. Especially like over time, like in the New Mutants runs, like recently when they're in space, because Sunspot gets bored and wants to see his best friend again, and then they get waylaid by space pirates, and he's and she's like, "Oh, I'm going to enjoy killing you unless you want to bang me." It's <laughs> like okay, it's like okay, kills him anyway. <laughs> she's just not all there, which I mean, who could? She do was kidnapped as a set, as a child and went to hell. Yep. Um, 
So, uh, Hope takes part of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. and she can't handle it. Yeah. And also, she just blasts everybody. Logan gets the worst of it and is just on fire. Just yeah. just burning, melting. Uh, and Logan goes to kill her and is stopped by Cyclops. Yep. Uh, and so Pym and... Pym and Stark, the fucking Wesker and Birkin of the Marvel Universe. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, come out in a mech. And I didn't know you could make a giant mech uncool, but... Here we are. Yeah. Uh, uh, so would you like to... Would you like to hear my notes on this? Or? Yes, please. <laughs> I put, he has Hank Pym and Tony Stark, two utter wankers who I wouldn't trust enough to tug each other's dicks. Tony Stark... <laughs> Tony Stark wants to throw Voltron at the Phoenix. Wow. He even oh, had time the... to paint it red and gold because he's so up his yeah. own ass. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Future yes. sure of the universe, you know, fate of the universe. But I got to make sure this is, you know, in the right colors. I want everyone to know it was me. Well, you know, <laughs> when it goes wrong, I hope they do. Uh, Hawkeye tries to shoot an air- a flaming arrow at Emma. Who is made of diamonds. Yep. So nothing fucking happens. We love uh, a try, yeah. Magic... So, okay. So I forget that Natasha has, like, a kind... Like, Natasha's kind of a super soldier. Because I look at this of her pointing... The, grabbing the soul sword. Mm-hmm. And keeping it away from herself. And just wonder, how the fuck... And then remember... That she can just do that. That she's just yeah crazy strong. Um, yeah. Also, side note: Why the fuck are Charles and Legion in Ibiza? Like, what? What yeah, were they doing? Yeah, there? what the? <laughs> Charles and David just hanging out in Ibiza. They're on oh. a fucking mad come down, just feeling like <laughs> shit, and then the Phoenix falls. It's like <laughs> Professor X off th- off six mollies. <laughs> He had a cough. <laughs> uh, Lake Kong the Thunderer makes an appearance here. I was fucking shocked, and then I remembered that this script was written by Matt Fraction. Yeah, but at least that has a payoff. Like, yes, d- you like, realize Conlon's an integral part. But like, yeah, but like Lake Kong Charles the Thunderer being so prominent in this story is Fraction and Brubaker taking liberties. Yeah. I fucking love, like, later on the story where he just kicks Cyclops in the back and, like, looks like he snaps his spine from <laughs> one flying kick. Great shit. So, I would like to say here, formally, Cyclops is right. Yeah, absolutely. Because he says, no one here understands this like I do. None of you know hope like I do. This was on per. this was all meant to happen. I do think he misses the integral part of the thing that becomes integral later is that you need Wanda for this to work. But yeah. Cyclops is correct here. Yeah. And the no, Avengers who know nothing about the Phoenix. Also, there's Captain Britain. Uh, but the Avengers who know nothing about the Phoenix other than the stuff that happened with Jean and only vaguely mm-hmm. know about that. Yep. Don't know what they're fucking talking about. Logan doesn't know what he's fucking talking about because he was too busy trying to fuck Gene to know anything about the Phoenix. Yeah, 
I hate that Logan's always like, oh, I miss her as well. Like, no, your penis misses. <laughs> <laughs> Scott met Gene when they were like 17 years old. Like, yeah. they were together until she died. Mm-hmm. Including the point where she was the Phoenix. Especially part where she was the Phoenix. Yep. Scott Summers is the only person here who had sex with the Phoenix. Yep. Like, he... He is correct. And, like, he is later retroactively made right. But his points so far, his point issue one, where he says, you guys don't come around unless there's a problem. And you don't come around when we're the ones who have the problem. You only come around when your problem affects you. He's right about that. He's right about this. Uh, and Tony Stark fucking biffs it and try is tries to disperse the Phoenix, tries to destroy the Phoenix, mm-hmm. and the Phoenix instead goes into the Phoenix Five. Cyclops. All right, here we go. Cyclops, Namor. Huh? I have a bit here. Shoot. I have. I'm going to run down what everyone looks like, but also Go I'm going to start with the Phoenix Five. Sounds like they'd open for the Gap Band. Um, <laughs> Namor's got his tits out, King. Um, Cyclops is now bisexual Robocop. Magic looks like a hyperpop artist. Emma, funnily enough, looks like a bottle opener. <laughs> And Colossus looks what Rob Liefeld thinks the Silver Surfer should look like. <laughs> ah, God damn it. I'm not going to get over it. <laughs> Scott looks like bisexual Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like oh, horny Judge Dredd. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, I think my note here is that wow, the Phoenix just made everybody really slutty. Good for them. <laughs> it's and like they even... pop the top off. Emma, frankly, this looks like something Emma would wear anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, Colossus gets his hair back, which I think is hilarious. But yeah, <laughs> like if you're not reading along, if you haven't read along, um. The the sides of Colossus's Phoenix outfit are just fully gone. Like he's got like some straps there, but he's like, yeah. "Look at these obliques! I worked this shit out. You got to check this out." Uh, arms out, collarbone out, legs out. Yeah, he looks like he just went on World of Warcraft and is only wearing a tabard. Like he didn't put any armor on. He's like, "No, I'm just gonna, you know." Uh, this, I think, is the first time we see uh, Ileana with the black arm, yeah. which is basically stuck. Uh, the mm-hmm. the spikes, the black spikes on her left arm. Because uh, before, it's always been silver. And I guess they didn't want her to look too much like Piotr, so they made it black. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they all look pretty great here. Uh, and so they're like, we're going to make sure she's ready. We're going to, we're, we're going to protect and heal the world. Time to evolve tomorrow itself beyond everything you've ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And then Captain America's like, you're talking like, you're talking like lunatics. They're like, shut up. <laughs> shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Just blast him and leave. Great shit. 
No, they, they do look great. It, it's like one of the... Sometimes... It's a, the best example is Fear itself. Like when some people got those like hammers, hammers that fell yeah. from... Yeah, like some of them looked a bit naff. Like Grey Gorgor looked a bit dumb. I'm not really... Ha- I was never a fan of the, the Things transformation, but like... Um, Juggernaut looked cool. Hulk looked cool. But in this one, like everyone looks like they've been visually upgraded. There's no one who I'm like, that looks dumb. Yeah, yeah, everybody here looks great. Um, I will say, Cyclops does look like he just grabbed Nightwing's new 52 costume. Yeah. He looks like he just said, nah, that's mine now. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's a good outfit. Yeah, it's a great look. Uh, Issue 6 opens with uh, Professor X getting off a ship in Utopia. And I gotta say, him coming home, or coming back to Utopia, and going, hello, Eric... It looks like Magneto is meeting his husband who has been on vacation. Yes, absolutely. Which I've got a note because um, Xavier starts talking about like everything's happening. I'm like Xavier's talking a lot of shit for someone who will do exactly this in House of X. Like they do it. <laughs> he does this exact thing. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, like oh, I could make the world a better place. Look at these magical plants. Now you must fear us because of our power. <laughs> like okay. Uh. He's like, check this out, Professor. I, I did it. I fixed it. And he's like, Scott, you don't need the visor anymore. Why are you wearing it? He's like, because I have a singular vision, and I never want to lose that. Yeah. And Charles is like, that's not what I meant, Scott. Oh, you know, you know what we should do? Take that entire panel, but like rub out all of like the singular vision stuff and just put drip in it. <laughs> Once oh, a still great man the taught me, the, taught me the, the value of having drip. Of you know how much I paid like, for this visor? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear is, it. This is Gucci, Charles. <laughs> Do you know how much Gucci. this bodysuit cost me? <laughs> this visor is by mistake. It goes with the shoes. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Phoenix Five are just fixing all the world's problems. Yep, baby face world tour, baby. So magic uh, terraforms Africa to make sure that, like, it's just, you can grow shit here now. Uh, Colossus sets up, like, sets up fields and plows them himself. Uh, Namor ends, like, he makes sure everyone in the world has clean water. And they have an endless renewable energy source created by Emma. The X-Men or the mutants that are living on Utopia could not be just chilling any more than they are. They are just Yeah, they're playing like baseball, golf. Yeah, Velocidon and Sunspot and Primal are playing soccer. Uh, Betsy and Betsy and Sam are golfing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I would love to hear Betsy and Sam talk about anything. Like, I cannot think of two people more different than Betsy Braddock and Sam Guthrie. Yeah, absolutely. And Professor X is like, you can't just change everything and fix everything because it's like cheating. It costs nothing. And Scott's like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life, man. Yeah, fucking. He's basically, you just said, "How dare you speed run my dream?" And yes, how dare you do this what it took me my whole twat. life to do? 
He's like, like I have the power to do it. Why not do it? Yeah. Uh, and so they're getting... We cut to the Avengers two days later. Um, Luke, Danny, and Jessica got their shit kicked in by the Electric Legion. And then Colossus just comes out of the Siege Courageous and he's like... Yeah. Just saves them. And then puts the Legion to work... I've got Colossus uh, getting booked like Kane in the mid 2000s Royal yeah, Rumble. He comes in like Kane. That's exactly what yeah, the shot he is like. He just comes and goes. Like the way they use the gold on him is exactly like the red lights all over Kane. That's, yeah. That's the perfect analogy for that. But the weird thing is, like, I don't think Zach's ever comes back as he's still in that fucking power grid. For like all of time, <laughs> you know. I think I think you're right. <laughs> so is the war over yet, guys? <laughs> Can I leave this generator? No, no, you can't. Um. So they uh, the Avengers are like, like, oh, you know, this is gonna go bad. This always goes bad. Which mm-hmm. I cannot stress enough that it went bad once. It went bad yep. a single time. Because, uh, mm-hmm. again, Rachel was the Phoenix for over a decade, and she never went dark. Absolutely. Uh, and T'Challa's like, what? do we know that doing anything to fight them is better than doing nothing? We can't just jump on them before they've done anything wrong. That's fucked yeah. up. Mm-hmm. We can't jump on them because we think it might go bad. That like, Hank and T'Challa are the voices of reasons here, and Cap and Wolverine just want to be right. Like, that's what this yeah. whole thing feels like, is that Cap can't accept the possibility that he's wrong, and Logan can't accept that he is. Actually, more accurately, Logan can't accept the possibility that Scott is right. Yeah. Yeah. It's he, less about stewing. being right to himself and more about Scott being wrong to him. He is a, a small, pathetic, hairy little weeaboo who can't <laughs> take that. He's not the Chad he wants to be. Uh, let's see. Uh, T'Challa, I have a note here. T'Challa is constantly trying to stop the Avengers from doing stupid shit and they just never fucking listen. Remember the yep. Illuminati? Remember Planet Hulk? Why do these white people yeah. never listen to him? Yeah. Like, even fucking Nemo, who's, like, arguably the an- antithesis to Black Panther, was like, yeah, we shouldn't send Hulk into space. That's dumb. This is really stupid. And, of course, they do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Hope is back on Utopia with uh, with everyone else. And Scott reminds her, like he did in issue zero, you can leave whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, I want to, but the Phoenix keeps calling me. Yeah. And Scott is, Scott says, if, if I offered you the power now, would you take it? And Hope says, yes. And he says, you turned it down before. It was yours and you rejected it. And now I know that you don't deserve it. Yeah. You don't deserve this big Toblerone. I put um, Cyclops big times Hope hits yes. with the Frank West. <laughs> I've covered wars. <laughs> Cyclops big-leaguing everyone. 
Yeah. It's fucking great. And so we get some more shots of the Phoenix Five just fixing everything. They grab them. Mm-hmm. They basically take everyone's weapons away. Every country in the world, no more weapons. Fuck off. Yeah. None for you. Uh, Lei Kung the Thunderer, back again, talking about... Uh, he talks with uh, like this prophet in Kunlun. Um, yeah. They, uh, they read something from the Book of the Fallen. Mm-hmm. And we get... An- this is, again, a fraction thing. Like This, is, this issue yeah. is written by Hickman, but they all kind of co-wrote this. Yes, yes. And this whole thing where you see a past Iron Fist and a quick glimpse of what they did, that's Matt Fraction. He yep, loves yep. that shit. Um, he loves, like, showing the fucking fate of every Iron Fist that came yeah, before. Yeah, they all get murdered at 33. Um, yeah. And so we learn about Fonji Wu, uh, mm-hmm. the Crimson Heart, the Dragon's Fist, who once repelled the Phoenix. Preventing the yes. celestial rebirth of Earth and the collapse of the seven capital cities. Uh, so it's like this is this is we got to get Danny. Um, I made a note yeah. here, and I, I think I, I made it earlier than this point, but yeah. um, it's it really is fascinating how much of the X Men's ethos here carries over in the House of X. Yes, like specifically I, Scott's I, ethos here. I've got exactly that. I've got a note that just says, this is just House of X with pyrotechnics. <laughs> House of X, but everyone is Kane. Um, so Scott, Emma, and Namor show up, bef- show up at the UN, and they're like, hey, check this shit out. We have given you yep. water to drink and food to eat. We have given you energy, the very key to, mo- uh, to modernity. But this is not enough. We can do more, and so we shall. From this day forward, we give you peace and freedom. Oh, no, I did write this note here. Peace and freedom from the aggression that has marked the days, the darkest days of mankind. Go, mm-hmm. build great things, greater than have ever been seen before. But no more weapons, no more machines of death. From this day forward, we will no longer tolerate violence towards mutant or man. From this day forward, we declare no more war. Pax Utopia. Yep. And yeah, that's that is basically the entire ethos of the X Men in House of X and Powers of Ten, and going forward from that. Yeah, which is hey, we fixed all your fucking problems. Now just don't do this shit anymore. But they're gonna do this shit because uh, like it when the panel where the the president's talking, the president comes off as real salty that it's not america america that's the one which is also what happens demands. in house of x where uh yeah. the um all the the countries are kind of mad that they came up with it first yep uh so we get this is kind of the point where i'm just like man how am i supposed to root for the fucking avengers here because they <laughs> fly to utopia mm-hmm. bust in while they, the X Men could not be minding their own business more here. Like, yeah. like Gabriel is playing. Like we get a shot of the lights, which is Hope's team. Yeah, hanging out. Uh, Gabriel is playing a fucking game. Hope is brushing Primal's hair, and Lori is doing her home homework or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and they just bust in. My one note for this part is Cap looks like a parademon. (laughs) (laughs) He does. 
does. He's got the goggles. He does. He's got the little wingies. Hawkeye fires what, these gas grenades. What? Yeah. Surprise war crimes, children. Yeah, yeah, and so Gabriel's like, "Hey, let get away from Hope," uh, and Thor just punches him in the stomach. <laughs> Just punches this teenage boy in the stomach for daring to ask that you yep. not touch his friend. Yep. Like the Avengers are absolutely the bad guys here. Yep. They they grab Hope, who looks terrified. She should be. Yeah. She's just having a, a nice afternoon with her pals. Yeah. The the Avengers or the X Men could not be. Just hanging out, just chilling any more than they are here. They're just yeah. having a having a nice day. Scott and Emma, who previously, like when we see Scott and Emma in this page, Scott is reading a book, reading a couple books, yeah. and doing a crossword puzzle telepathically, having a good yeah. time. Emma is drinking her wine. Yeah. Scott I should add, Scott is the coziest I've ever seen him. Uh this motherfucker is wearing He's not. He's no glasses, no visor, because he doesn't need him. Uh, he's, he's enjoying life. He's shirt having a nice fully afternoon. open. <laughs> his pants below it, like just a little below his waist, just relaxing, fully chilled out. He had no plans that day. No plans. No plans. He wasn't doing anything today. This was a day off. And but I know for this in. is. Oh, sorry. Huh. I've got, I've got the, I'm just saying I've got a note here that said Cyclops, this Cyclops panel's hard as fuck. The one where he stands up and you see like his armor start to form around him. Yeah. And it looks like he's a fucking human black hole. God, that looks so good. <laughs> so sick. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, the Avengers try to take hope, uh, and Scott and Emma show up, beat everybody's teeth in. Mm-hmm. Uh... And uh, Thor says, <laughs> Thor says to uh, to Cyclops, uh, "Stand aside, boy, or I will call the storm and tear the open the sky." And Scott <laughs> straight up looks at him and says, "You're threatening me with weather. <laughs> <laughs> I am life and death. You think I fear the thunder and lightning?" Uh, and then Wanda shows up. Yeah. And Hope decides that she's going to leave with you, with, with Wanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says... The, Wanda's like, this must stop. For all of man and mutant kind, you have to stop. I have seen where this leads. He's like, where, they came into our house! <laughs> yep. And Hope specifically says, she is not leaving... With the Avengers. She is leaving with Wanda. Mm-hmm. And so they take off. Scott tries to grab Wanda and it hurts him. Yeah. And this is the first time anything's hurt him in weeks. And it freaks him out a little bit. Yeah. I just think um, it, it's a good foreshadowing. But I think that the first foreshadowing of it was like... Because they get it wrong when they think, like, oh, the Iron Fist's going to help. Because the Iron Fist specifically beats back the Phoenix. It, it references, like, Crimson Heart. So I think he had Chaos Magic and the Iron Fist. Yes. Whereas they only think Iron Fist's going to help them. Mm-hmm. 
And as much as I love Danny, as much as he does punch bullet trains... <laughs> he aligns his chi with a train and punches yeah. a bullet train. Yeah, what a king. And also, the thing with Wanda is, like, she has... At the end of the... Uh, I don't know if it's the end of the other issue or, like, at the start of this issue. She has a vision of, like, the Avengers getting, like, killed. And she's like, oh, yeah. no. But her turning up here triggers that. So, like... You, you do it to yourself, Wanda. Like, yeah. every time. Yeah, the, All the of Wanda's about... problems are Wanda's fault. <laughs> they are either Wanda's fault or they're Eric's fault. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Magneto, making life harder for his kids for 50 years. Yeah. Especially, Especially his daughters. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't give a shit about Pietro, though. Yeah. Uh, so, we get another Infinite comic here. Just very quick yeah. stuff. Uh, Scott psychically, uh, like, he needs to get away from everybody because his telepathy is mm-hmm. just whooping his ass. Yeah. So he just kind of goes away and ends up on the blue area on the moon. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And weird. he conjures Gene out of dust. Moon dust, baby. Yep, yep, yep. Which, I, I will say, the art on this issue is great. Yeah. Um, and... He's talking to Gene, who is not Gene. He is talking to himself, essentially. Yeah. Or he's talking to the piece of the Phoenix that is Gene. It's unclear. Yeah. Um, Or it could just be the Phoenix telling him whatever he wants to hear. Right. And this is Scott essentially trying to cling to his humanity because it's the Phoenix stuff is eating him up. That's Mm -hmm. really Scott's arc in this, is that he is trying to grapple with the power of the Phoenix and also... Like, keep himself. Yeah. Because he asks, uh, should I worry? Despite this power of this omnipotence, don't I still have my humanity? And Gene mm-hmm. says, if you did, would you have recreated a corpse out of moon dust? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have a note here, which is that the last time Gene died was not here. Yeah. Uh, she she dies like at the end of time or some shit. Yes. But um, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about anything that they try to spiral off with Gene. The White no, Hot Room no. never happened. Well, with the White Hot Room, what's that? Uh, another another great panel of uh, of characters that'll be in this. Uh, so we get your pretty standard slate of Avengers. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus the addition of Shuri, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and then on the X-Men side, you have the Phoenix Five, plus Magneto, Warpath, Domino, Sunspot, Magma, X-Men, and Psylocke, Dr. Nemesis, Danger, Boom Boom, yeah. Velocidad, Transonic, Surge, Armor, Gambit, Iceman, Angel, Havoc, and Polaris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a note, which is Surge, Boom Boom, and X-Men are here. Why? <laughs> and look, you know. I like two of those characters. The third is Surge. <laughs> God. I've got a, my note for this little tussle is Vision gets 3D'd by Polaris and Havoc. <laughs> <laughs> he is in hell against those guys. <laughs> Jesus. God. <laughs> They really just beat the shit out of him. Like, with no no effort. 
No, which just, like, makes sense because just... it's fucking Polaris. Yeah. Who is supposed and... to be as strong as her dad? Yeah, and like he's got and the worst thing for Vision is like he's not entirely metal. It's probably just like really intricate bits of like his internal working. So like it yeah. was wreck to have your shit knocked in by a mag- uh, magnetic user. Also, I will say, very weird that Havoc and Wanda or Polaris and Wanda are in the same place, yeah. and no nobody mentions it. There we don't get a scene where Polaris is like. Hello, sister. Yeah. Because they both the, kind of talk like Magneto, and that's a, I think it's a very Magneto thing to say. I mean, I'm not sure how much... Like, I, I can't remember a time where they've crossed paths against each other. Like, it doesn't happen that often. No. So maybe they just generally just don't care about each other. And like, okay. Well, I mean, I think there's a thing later where, she's bond- where Polaris is bonding with Wanda and Pietro. Yeah. And then they retcon it so that they're not siblings anymore, and that's the end of that. Yeah. Uh, Magic shows up, and she immediately pr- puts as much pressure as she can on Wanda. She yeah. calls her Wanda. Uh, oh, no, so Magic uh, Magic gets, uh, gets beaten back. But then yeah. pa- uh, Emma shows up. Mm-hmm. And is she calls her Wanda Maximoff, murderer of the mutant race. Ooh. And get it. I I would like to say, I don't know if anybody takes what happened, what happened with Wanda more personally than Emma does. Hmm. Yeah, because Emma is. I think she is the only survivor of Genosha. So yeah. to survive Genosha. And then help foster a new generation of mutants after that. And then for everything that happens to those students, everything that happens to mutant kind after that, to have that be centered on one person, the one person who she personally, when everything was going wrong and everyone was meeting about what do we do about Wanda, Emma is the one that says, we have to kill her. Yep. So to see Wanda, who is the reason that all these things happened, something that you saw coming and nobody listened to you about, mm-hmm. and also now you're the Phoenix, that has to mm. just really fucking piss her off. Hashtag Emma was right. Emma was also right. Yep. Emma was right first, I'd say. Yep. Uh, and then Emma sets Clint on fire. <laughs> yeah, but say what you want about Clint. He's one crazy white boy. Um, he really just dives in like, oh, I have a bow and arrow, let's do it. Then she gets fucking killed. <laughs> she does, again, with the Kane imagery, it's like Kane and JR, where like JR never stood a fucking yeah. chance. But you gotta like you just gotta admire like Clint and like Danny and Spider Man in this story. They're just hopelessly outclassed, but they're always the first ones just like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And also Emma goes after Clint because Clint hits her with like a sonic arrow or like a smoke. Yeah. Something that like just really knocks her on her ass for a second. And she gets mm-hmm. right back up and roasts him. 
it's gotta suck. It's gotta suck to be Clinton over the past few years. I think he's died like yeah, five died, times in the back. past few. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, I mean, he doesn't help himself, but poor guy. No. Cyclops is trying so hard to keep it together. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we can't fucking kill these people. What are you doing? Yeah. It's, and I was like, look, look, I didn't kill him. He's still alive. We can heal him. So why are you yelling at me? And He's just floating there, rotating like a kebab thing. <laughs> just <laughs> rotisserie Hawkeye. Uh, no, he's still alive. Barely. Namor, losing the plot, says yeah. we should have killed them all. It's war. Uh, and I have a note here, which isn't irrelevant to everything else, but it is. Colossus in human form looks the sluttiest he has ever looked. <laughs> Even more so than his winged shoulders speedos get up from oh, like, yeah. the 90s. I mean, and look, Dave Cockrum, when he first drew Colossus, was like, alright, this motherfucker has his thighs out all the time. Yep. This is just that come to life. Uh, and people wonder why people think the X-Men is a is overall just a title for gay people. It's like, the amount of just, like... <laughs> a lot of beefcake going on, man. Yeah, there's just, like, this is... Like, the, the whole thing about being an X-Man is trying not to die, dealing with racial prejudice, and being best friends with a seamstress. Like, everything just... All the outfits just scream, just, this is an LGBT space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the other thing is, all, and fucking a lot of your friends. All the time. Yeah. Uh, like, did you ever read Mechanics? I uh, did not, no. Mechanics, uh, it was like a six-issue book um, that Claremont wrote when he came back to the franchise that stars yeah. Kitty Pride and Karma, and it's the whole time. I'm just reading this like, hey, is there something you want to tell us, Chris? Yeah. Something you want to tell us about these, these two characters? Like, there's mm-hmm. a scene where Kitty is laying... Like, Kitty and Karma are sitting at a booth at a bar, kind of laid on the table, laid their heads on the table, and Karma is playing with Kitty's hair and asking her when the last time she had a home-cooked meal was. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something in there. Like, it's... It's... (laughs) Something... There was something that you were trying to tell us there, Mr. Claremont. Uh... And then we cut back to the Avengers. And we yep. get uh, my favorite single panel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where. So Tony and T'Challa are coming up with a thing to try and stop the Phoenix. And Stark, uh, T'Challa looks and he goes, Stark, if I'm parsing these plans of yours correctly, you're transforming this armor into a colossal suicide suit. And he's like, yeah. and Sark goes, well, assuming we can ever get the five Phoenix out X-Men in the same physical space as the suit, there's a 13% chance of it actually redirecting the energy where it came from. And yeah, pretty much a 100% chance of killing the suit's pilot either way. Look, mm-hmm. T'Challa, this is my fault. I'm the guy who ran off half-cocked and created this problem. If fixing it means a one-way ticket, then I've earned it. And T'Challa slaps the shit out of him. The shit out of him. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> like the automata PSS, smack. 
he knocks the shit out of this man. And he's like, science is failing us and you're concerned. Science is failing us and you're concerned with writing your own ending. That is as unacceptable as your precious little 13%. Science fails. You have failed. You don't get to kill yourself to escape finding a solution. I love it. Anytime that fucking you just get stressed down. It was similar when um, in World War Hulk, not World War Hulk, sorry, Planet Hulk, where Namor's like, no, we shouldn't send him into space. And Tony's like, ha, oh, we already have. And he's like, I'm going to drown this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember in Fear Itself, when um, when it's like, oh, shit, all this is happening, and he offer, Tony offers his sobriety to Odin as a sacrifice, or yeah. as tribute, and Odin's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with your fucking sobriety? If you want to drink, do it. Don't bring me into this. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're pathetic. I'm going to give you the forger a pity. Get out of my sight. <laughs> Go to hell. Uh, uh, my note for this scene um, was that Cap starts acting like a Star Trek captain because he's like, how long is this going to take? He's like, oh, 12 hours. Like, you've got four. <laughs> okay. Um, so Cap refers to Hope as their ace in the hole. I yeah. will say, they make Hope look weirdly young in this issue. Yeah. Like... Who's on art for this? Because they draw hope. Uh, Oliver Copio. Um, yeah. His hope looks so much younger than any other depiction of her. Like, she looks yeah. shorter here than she's usually shown to be. Yeah. It's very weird. It's like. Especially he, from the start when she was, like, very much a young adult kicking the shit out of the fucking Serpent Society. She's eye to eye with Cyclops, or close to it. She is, like, a yeah. full head and shoulders shorter than Captain America here. It's really yeah. weird. Um, yeah, especially when Cap and Cyclops are the same height. Right. So earlier, she's looking basically eye to eye with Cyclops. Why is she so short here? Like, she goes from looking 17 in those early issues to looking, like, 12 here. Yeah. Um, Cap refers to Hope as their ace in the hole, who is as much of an expert on the Phoenix Force and the X-Men as they're going to get. Again, I would say that Rachel Summers, who was the Phoenix for multiple years, probably knows more about the Phoenix than her niece does. Yep. But that's just me. <laughs> yep. Or literally, I put, um, oh dear, I can't remember whether I put it in my notes, whether I, I comment on it, or literally anyone from space. Yes. Because like, it's, a, it's a cosmic entity, like, people have had to deal with it for, yeah. Where like, a it, while. Does nobody have anybody Shi'ar's phone number? Do you not get service in Shi'ar space? No. <laughs> Especially the um. X-Men, they should have a direct line, because fucking Charles keeps... Shagging bird people. Yeah, well, there's that, and then there's the fact that Corsair is constantly out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I wrote, why did Logan not ask Hope literally anything about the Phoenix? She was literally the Phoenix for years. I know she was secretly working with her dad, but Logan doesn't know that. It never comes up. Yeah. And Rachel doesn't talk again. In a story centered around the Phoenix, the person who had the Phoenix code name for the longest time isn't relevant. Yeah. What's with that? Uh, I, they, I don't know if they ever addressed it. I think they just never talk about it. No. It's it's like 
this whole story is predicated on the idea that you forget that Rachel was... You forget that Rachel exists, frankly. Yeah. Um, so they use these enchantments to make everyone think that ev- that uh, she's in five pla- that uh, the Scarlet Witch is in five places at once. Mm-hmm. Um, again, why is Surge here? Who was really clamoring for Surge in this story? <laughs> I think just because she's visually interesting compared with the yeah. X-Men. Yeah, I guess. Because most of the X-Men are just weirdly Aryan <laughs> around that time. Yeah, but, then, you know, Rachel's got a cool trench coat. Yeah. Nate's around, I guess. Yeah, at least she was like, oh, look, this one has blue hair. Yeah, well, that's, why, that's why I keep putting Transonic in all these shots. Transonic yeah. and Polaris, because they stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the real Scarlet Witch attacks Namor. Yeah. Uh, and sends him back to Utopia. And yeah. Namor... So this is supposed to read like Namor is being corrupted by the Phoenix and that he um, he thinks that they need they need to just take the fight to them and just kill them all. Yep. Namor is always like this. Yep. This is who he is as a person. And I would yep. venture to say so much as he is not mad that he feels like they are losing. He is mad that he personally got showed up. Yep. That's exactly why when he fucking goes ballistic, the only thing he shouts is just war. Yes. <laughs> He's like, war! War! <laughs> like, yeah. that, that definitely tracks. So then uh, Iron Fist shows up with, with Lei Kung the Thunderer. Uh, yep. And uh, he's like, we gotta go to Kunlun. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, the X-Men won't find her there, and the Thunderer can train her before it's too late. So then they yeah. they set the plan. Also, Namor, it's revealed that Namor and uh, Emma have been having telepathic sex. Which, yeah. good for them. I mean, they were, it was sort of implied they were not good boots when they were both on the Dark X-Men. Yeah. But now it's, like, explicit. Um, It's not in here. It's in one of the tie-ins where she tells Scott, like, hey, by the way, uh, my my telepathic powers are so strong now that I just have to think about, like, I think about fucking Namor, and then we're fucking telepathically. Like, it's crazy. Um, And so she tells... She tells uh, Namor that they're hiding in Wakanda. And yeah, Namor screams "War!" and floods yep. the entire country of Wakanda. Yeah, I've got this. Has to be the five hundredth invasion of Wakanda. <laughs> I would like to note too that um, Cyclops gets blamed for that. Yep. <laughs> like nobody thinks. Like no, this just sounds like Namor being a dickhead. No, they they blame Scott for that, and Scott yeah. never corrects them. Like in consequences, they're like. Scott, they kind of hate all mutants. Or they're talking to Logan. They're like, they hate all mutants because they feel like mutant kind destroyed their country. And it's like, no, it was yeah. one mutant mad with power. Mm-hmm. If anything, your beef is with Atlantis. Yeah. 
I mean, that does develop over time, and their beef does become with Atlantis. Yeah. And that's a whole thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, so the, the pay, first page of uh, issue eight is The Destruction of Wakanda by King Namor of Atlantis. Yep. Uh, so, Lei uh, Kung and... Lei Kung and Iron Man go through... Go through the portal to Kunlun and close it, yeah, leaving everyone yeah. else there to fight Namor, who has flooded the city. Yeah. Um, and again, Cap is a total fucking dickhead. Yeah, uh, he's big mad. Yeah, this whole thing is to get heat on the X Men, basically. Yeah. Uh, and Namor, or um, fucking Cap is like. Scott Summers has revealed himself. This is an act of of war on innocent people. This proves us right. Cap is so obsessed with being right about this. Yeah. Like I think it's just because the last time he was on the wrong side of this, he got shot and he feels some type of way about it. But he was right then, too! Yeah. He just realized it got out of control and it just gave up. Uh... So Stark, Lei Kung, and, uh, and Wolverine are there to train Hope in Kung Lun. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone else tries to fight Namor. Uh, and Danny fucking rocks the shit out of Namor. Danny it's beats one Namor's of my favorite ass. This is yeah, I, sh- I, I haven't said it. it, but this is my favorite Danny costume, by the way. Yeah. The white and the gold. It's fucking yes. sick. Yeah. I fucking love it. But yeah, um, but he gets rocked, but then he comes back. I've got Namor activates his Ultra Instincts. <laughs> Namor pops, yeah, he pops his V-Trigger here. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And it he doesn't really matter. people. Like, yeah. he, he, hit, he beats everybody back, and then Red Hulk, The Thing, Thor, Doctor Strange, and Iron Fist beat his ass for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Scott, we cut back to Scott, and Scott's like, what the fuck is Namor's problem? Why did we bring him into this? We have to go stop this idiot before he makes this shit worse. Yeah. Uh, And then Wanda manages to beat back uh, Namor, and his part of the Phoenix leaves and splits off into the remaining four, making them more powerful. Yeah, this is it's when things really. Like, I remember when I first read this issue because I read them incrementally when they come out, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. This is where it got. It's starting to ramp up, like before, because I don't like the end of the story. But like the to what the final third before the end, it's like fucking Mass Effect three. It was like it was so exciting. I was like, "Oh, yeah." What it know. builds up to, like it could not have possibly been as interesting as what it sets up. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's such a such a letdown because they give you such great heights here. Uh speaking yeah. of great heights, this fucking sketchy telepathic Professor X here is awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's so good because it's so different than the rest of this story <laughs> and how it's depicted. Yes. Um So the last page is uh the vision carries Wanda through the through the portal. And everyone's like, man, that took all of us, and now everyone else is stronger. And Hope asks, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there's no plan, is there? There's no. not. Uh, we get the, a great cover for issue nine. Oh, it's one of my favorite covers of all time. I've got that Spider-Man in my suit mostly burned off. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good suit. Really good. Yeah, my first note is Peter's about to steal the show. This is the real main event. Yes, this is the this is the Peter Parker hot tag. Yeah. Uh, also, he's being uh, quiet for a bit, but here he comes. Yeah. Seven Avengers have been captured by X Men: Miss uh, mm-hmm. Marvel, Black Widow, Spider Woman, Hawkeye, Luke Cage, The Thing, and Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. This opens with, from Peter Parker's perspective, Piotr Rasputin beating his ass. Yep. <laughs> Treating him like a pinata. Just just really going to work on the boy. Um, cuts back 72 hours earlier. Uh, Magic and Colossus have beaten Thor pretty easily mm-hmm. because... Communism, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> because being the most powerful Norse being around does not matter in the face of two ultra-powered Soviets. Yeah, Thor's booking in this story is very unfortunate. Thor is Worf. Yep. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Poor Thor. Thor. Okay, so if Colossus is Kane in the sense of like, oh shit, uh, he's a problem, what are we going to do? Yeah. Thor is like later Kane, where everybody beats him so that you can see how strong they are. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Poor guy. It's like every panelism just like knocked out, like yeah. floating or away. Or him punching a child. Yeah. We see it's a the, real highlight reel. <laughs> we see the Avengers, uh, like their, um, like their hospital they've set up. Uh, giant man laid up in a hospital bed being treated to by the beast is hilarious. Yeah. Captain Britain on an IV drip? High comps. <laughs> Did fucking Alan oh, Davis Brian. write this? Because that's that's Alan Davis Excalibur is Brian gets his ass whooped or embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Bobby Morse is wearing a neck brace. Yeah. <laughs> like she's stone cold. <laughs> I'd say like it's just more like fucking Zachary before he gets pushed off the stage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she looks exactly <laughs> like she's looking up at John Cena, like wondering why he kissed Eve. Which that's an all-time great segment. I don't care what anybody says. Nah, that's uh, great. Th- that segment is. An all-timer. John Cena making out with his best friend's girlfriend. Said best friend getting pushed off the stage in a wheelchair by Kane. And then Kane laughing at John Cena like, Wow, John, I thought I was evil. Yeah, a lot of those segments in retrospect are so hilarious. But at the time, when you're watching them, you're like, Oh, this sucks. But then when you're like a few months removed, when you're not too close to it, it's hilarious. Like it's, the time that fucking Edge show. left Paul Bearer in a freezer. <laughs> that was the last time. I think that was the last time we ever saw Paul Bearer on WWE TV. Yeah. I think he died a couple years after that. Like, that was them writing him off that, that storyline. And I don't think we ever saw him again until... No, that's the last time we saw him before he passed away. Yep. 
believe uh, so. So anyway, uh, Thor gets dropped into a volcano by the Rasputin siblings. Yep. Um, and so, uh, Armor, Pixie, Gambit, and Storm are like, God damn it, this was the one time we were right. This is the one mm-hmm. time we were in the right, and now we're throwing Avengers into Volcano. Yep. Um, so Storm convinces the rest of them to leave while she goes off to deal with it. Uh, Scott and Emma meet up, and Emma is just losing herself fully and is scared of, like, what she might do next. Yeah. Uh, Scott still seems mostly like himself. Yeah, yeah, but like Emma is losing it. She goes to a dude's house. This dude <laughs> is eating dinner yeah. with his family, and Emma. Yeah, I've got Emma as the Punisher now. <laughs> yes, Emma blows his brain up. I guess telepathically. Yeah. And she's like, "1987. You were flying over the Gulf. You hit something. Someone. His name was Daniel. It was Daniel Mantego, 13 years old from Honduras." He'd grown wings three days before. You never stopped. You never called it in. I see it all in your mind. He was a mutant and you killed him. And all these years you thought you'd gotten away with it. You thought it was your little secret. No one has secrets anymore. Not from me. Ooh. Which I will say, killing someone because they killed a mutant child is a very Emma thing to do. Yeah. That, that's uh, definitely, definitely very Emma. Uh, we get the all-time great page... Where Storm shows up to help, and she's like, look, let me help rebuild. They're my people. And she's like, they're not, it's Tatala goes, they're not your people anymore. Since the attack, all X-Men have officially been branded enemies of Wakanda. Um, He says, you're free to stay with the X-Men for as long as you like, Aurora. Our marriage was annulled by the high priest of the Panther clan. You are not my wife anymore. And she goes... The high priest of the panther. T'Challa, you're the high priest. Please do not come here again. <laughs> you know, all I can think about when I read this page now is the fucking when Sting attacked Rob Van Dam wearing a Sting mask. <laughs> but you are Sting. <laughs> God, the fact that Sting does that has done that. I think in every company he's worked for, the Sting takes Great the Sting shit. mask off. Incredible every time because it works every time. No one suspects him. But, uh, yeah, but in actuality, in storyline terms, it is pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, so. Magic has brought Limbo to Earth. Uh, yeah. So Limbo is just inside this volcano now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of the Avengers, all the Avengers that are being held prisoner are inside this fucked up hell dimension. Uh, I wrote that Colossus is just fully doing whatever. He tried giving whales legs. Yep. You know, to do it. I mean, that does play to his, like, simplicity. And it's like... Because there's that period where it's like, hey, Colossus is an artist. It's like, okay... Yeah, he said, I thought the the whales might like it if I gave them legs, but I'm afraid I forgot they aren't very good at breathing on land. (laughs) After we're done, can you help me make more whales? 
Jesus. What the fuck, Piotr? What are you doing down here? He's like a fucking child playing with, like, bugs. (laughs) He's fucking Sid from Toy Story. Just just strapping shit to his toys. Having fun. Uh, The demonic interference prevents Dr. Strange from opening up the uh, portal to Limbo and they get caught. Or the portal to to Kunlun and they get caught. Um, Mm -hmm. So now uh, Cap has to fight off uh, has to fight off Magic whose soul sword is now cutting through his shield. Yep. Like it cuts a big part of like it doesn't cut like any part of the shield off but you can see it go through it yeah and cap or uh professor x is begging Eliana, don't do this you're better than this and it's like have you met Eliana? (laughs) (laughs) Eliana's like a little sociopath yeah um she absolutely is loving the power it's just basically just x-men's nemo like just another nemo <laughs> yes but like you know at least she has a reason she was she's yeah. kind of a demon now uh yeah. namor is just like that uh yeah. so earlier spider-man had a, gave a speech to to hope that we kind of glossed over where he's like look yeah, yeah. i know it feels like you're not doing anything right now but you just gotta wait for your moment you make sure you're ready when that moment comes he tells Danny to tell Hope that he meant what he said. And he whips them through... He whips everyone away and is like, get out, I'll hold them back. Which is... Yeah. Did you forget that you are Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, and so they get the portal open uh, while Peter gets his ass beat by Piotr and Ileana. Mm-hmm. Like... Piotr punches him, and you can see his face just cave all the way. Yeah, it's, it's gruesome. It's it's a it's a hard issue to read, but also the best issue yeah. in the whole fucking run. Yeah, this it's it's a tie between this and issue six because I think issue six is yeah. phenomenal. Um, yeah, it, just because they do so much with the narration there, and they mm. just they beat the shit out of each other, and they start or they beat the shit out of Peter. And magic is like, why do you hold your why do you hold your power back, brother? All this power and you don't even have the guts to use it. Finish him already before I finish you both. And he's yeah. like, hey, you're starting to worry me. You, you got to chill out. And Peter Parker, face bashed in, just covered in his own blood, has the brilliant idea to convince them to fight each other. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna antagonize him further. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just the triple threat strat. Just if I make them fight each other, I can roll one of them up. <laughs> yep, <laughs> says, exactly. After all, you both would know what happened. He's like, hey, all this fighting between brother and sister is just so unseemly, which is a lot coming from a dude who is always fighting his own brothers. But see, you yeah. guys gotta learn to get along. After all, you both know what would happen if, to all that power if one of you was to fall, right? I'm sure neither of you wants to see that. And the look on Magic's face here is awesome. Because Magic... Like, Piotr looks like he doesn't want to do it. Magic looks like she really wants to do it. Yep. Like, she... Like, the shadow of her bangs is cast over her eyes. And she looks ready to go. 
Uh, there's a big Phoenix explosion. And uh, their power goes, their power splits uh, back to Emma and Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, Piotr is bald again because he is once again forced to cosplay Kane Marco. It took his hairline. R.I.P. Uh, Cyclops tears through the dimension and goes to uh, ends up in Kun Lun. Um, yeah. The way that this art is drawn with the light coming off him and the, sh- the way the shadows are cast, it looks like mm-hmm. Cyclops is just wearing a fucking banana hammock and nothing else. Yep. <laughs> it... <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he has the tiniest speedo on uh, his visor, and that's it. Uh, issue ten. This will load. Uh, issue ten opens with more, more shit. Uh, all, I wrote here. Everything, again, everything here could have been avoided if they had just taken Rachel with them to the moon. Yep. Like, you think the Phoenix would recognize her and just go, oh, hey, I know this. Let me let me get in here instead of jumping into fucking Namor. Yeah. Who, does, who makes everything worse. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't, it wouldn't have jumped at Namor for Tony Stark, so I just want to make, just remind everyone, this is all Tony's fault. Yes, that's also true. That's that is also correct. Uh, Emma is Emma is uh, like confronting everyone. Everyone is like bowing before her, and they're just like, "Oh, Emma, you're so fucking great. We love you, Emma." Uh, yeah. They're not even saying it; they're just thinking it. Everybody yeah. except for the absolute all-time best boy. Cannonball. He's they're keeping him. They're keeping him just pinned down. Like he, he can't be nigh invulnerable because he's not blasted. He's so. not blasted. So he's as long as he's not blasted, he's not nigh invulnerable. Also, I glossed over this. Uh, they the Cyclops fights uh, Iron Iron Man. Uh, it's whatever. Um, yeah. But there, it's on the floating island of Utopia. Mm-hmm. She enjoy uh, the narration is she enjoys how they all bow to her, how their minds think only good thoughts, only adoration. And I should say the people who are here, it looks like Polaris, uh, Polaris, Velocidad, Boom Boom, Cannonball, Sunspot, Hepzibah, and Magma, and Angel. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, how uh, their minds only think good thoughts, only adoration, except. You, cannonball. You think me cruel? No, I I don't. Your words and your thoughts don't agree. Best if you change your thoughts. Yes, yes, ma'am. Sam Guthrie <laughs> is the goodest boy to ever be. And for him to be the one that's like, man, Emma's pretty fucked up right now. Yeah. Like, because everyone else is clearly forcing themselves to think all these great things about yeah. Emma. Like, you kind of look at Sunspot, he's, like, making this face. Like, he does not want to keep doing this. But yeah. Cannonball, kind of defiant, is just like, no, this sucks. 
I was immortal for a while. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and Magneto's trying to talk Emma down. And she, yeah. he's like, we have a chance to do something great here. To change the, the power to change the world for mutant kind and you. And she's like, you, we do not have power. I have power. You've forgotten your place, little man. Do I need to recite your sins to you, Magneto? Absent father, traitor, murderer. And Magneto is visibly sweating. Yeah, <laughs> just telling him about himself. It's That's like, for true. How many of how many of us died under your watch in Genosha? How many of my students? You're in no position to judge anyone. You arrogant fool! And Magneto looks like he's gonna fucking cry. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so Cyclops beats up Iron Fist, Iron Man. No sweat. Yeah. No sweat. Just and then. From nowhere, while Scott, so Scott, <laughs> Scott is beating the shit out of the the Avengers again by himself. Yeah, yeah. Like As the thing, did. Hawkeye and Thor show up. And yeah. they're, they're trying to, like Thor goes to do the it's clobbering time. And <laughs> Cyclops just says, no, no. Yeah, again. I'm not gonna let you get your gimmick in. Yeah, bug off. Just big leagues them again. He's a, Cyclops asks, "Hey, what's your finish so I can kick out of it?" <laughs> uh, and then from nowhere, fucking Hope and Lei Kung come in on the back of Shao Lao the Undying. Yeah, throw a dragon at him. Yep. Uh, so the thing is, this is a recently reborn Shaolau. Yeah. Uh, so it's not strong enough, and Cyclops just just one shots it. Just sit down. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. But I've got a, my next note is Thundra with the Van Dominator. Fucking. <laughs> 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 Yeah, from off page, I should add, kicks Cyclops in the back. He's like, oh, fuck it. The hostile dragon. Take use my feet. Yeah, he says, uh, you would kill a wounded animal. You would hurt a little girl. Where is your honor, Cyclops? And he's like, Cyclops says to Hope, you would, you're really siding with them, Hope, over your own people. Why? She's like, look what you've done here, Scott. Why would I side with monsters who destroy innocent people's lives? That was just Namor. <laughs> that was one monster, and you guys dealt with him. Yes, yes Liliana turned a cave into hell. She basically steamed hams it. She's like, the entirety of Limbo localized to this volcano <laughs> at this time of year. Precisely at this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although, uh, to be honest, speaking just just to go back to the the limbo volcano for a second, I'm pretty sure they were torturing the Avengers in there. They because, were like, absolutely torturing the Avengers in there. Because <laughs> like when they when they like when they're coming back out the portal, like Carol Danvers has like lacerations and burns all over her face. Yeah, yeah, they were getting oh, fucked. Holy up. shit! Like fucking it's still a volcano. Tunnel. Yeah. Um. 
So Hope absorbs Shaolau somehow, which is not a power she should have. Which, again, is yeah. a power I think they give to Sink. Where it's like, mm-hmm. she she's starting to absorb things that aren't necessarily mutants. Which is what yeah. Sink does now. And mm-hmm. Hope is on resurrection duty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they... The Avengers try to fight Cyclops. Uh, yeah. And... What ends up happening is Hope channels... Uh, channels Wanda mm-hmm. and uses uh, what they call Chaos Fist. Yeah. Uh, which is, I have to check, that feels, that getting a name, that's a fraction thing. Oh, Brubaker, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other writer of uh, Immortal Iron Fist, where they would have yeah. these little things where it's like, this is this move from the Book of the Iron yeah, Fist. I love that so much. It's so good. I should read that again. Um, so she punches Scott in his chest, and he just vanishes back to the moon. He looks yeah. up, and this Uatu the Watcher is looking down back at him like, God damn. <laughs> you're really getting your ass kicked. By Look your- at you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly the angle. Is he's looking down at him like Oscar from Evangelion, just pathetic. You have infinite yeah. pa- cosmic power, and that's what you do. You make me sick, <laughs> boy. Um, so I've got my last note for that issue is Scott is huge mad. Time to suck up, Emma. <laughs> yeah, time to just just perfect sell it. No. Magneto calls out to calls out to Charles psychically to yeah. we need your help um, there is a tie-in issue that we miss here mm-hmm. where uh, Emma tells Scott what happened with her and Namor yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and then there, that one has a really great shot of Scott um, Scott and Emma are having dinner telepathically in their minds and when Scott blasts Emma in reality, the phoenix appears in the wine glass and he drinks it, which I just I think is great imagery, great use of the medium. Yeah. Uh, so Rogue shows up with some of the other Avengers. We're, we're going to kind of skip over ten point five because it's yeah. yeah. It's again just a, a a kind of it's an infinite book. It's the uh, the one where basically Iron Man uses Iron Man convinces the Scarlet Witch to use her um, to use her what's the one I'm looking for uh, her probability powers to yeah. um, to help them predict what's going to happen next yes and uh, basically they come up with three scenarios and in all three of them they get their asses whooped except for the one where he factors in hope and it's like oh right hope can totally beat him which you should have known by now that she is capable of doing that is what this entire conflict has come down to Tony I don't know how you did not recognize this sooner. Uh, But in issue 11, 
Yeah. Uh, this opens with them, with the Avengers appealing to the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and the Hulk, who has been gone for a while, says, Hulk will smash for you. Hulk is fucking massive here. Like, I know he's yeah. always huge, but he looks especially gigantic here. Like, he yeah, takes up a, the whole page. That's one of the, the few things that keeps me from reading the Hulk is because like so many different artists draw him at so many different sizes. He's yeah. one of those characters that I can't get. Because like sometimes a, a, he's about as big as the reader. thing, and the thing is maybe seven yeah. feet tall. Yeah. But like Hulk is like a fucking house here. Yeah. He's a um, fucking unit. So Rogue shows up, uh, and we get some really great art of Rogue here, uh, mm-hmm. who has done nothing this whole story, but she's here now. Um, yeah. And she's in her legacy costume, the from the the Mike Carey stuff, which this is her yeah. best costume to me. Yes, it's a, it's an all timer, absolutely. The 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 green dress with the with the black with the brown jacket, I think that's yeah. that's her best look. Um, yeah, looks great. And she asks, "Hey, can uh, I thought we were doing, I thought we were doing the right thing. It was a huge mistake following Cyclops. He's never let yeah. let us wrong before, and." You guys are right. You guys are right. Um, I would say that they are not right, but they have been put. But Scott, because of Namor, yeah. has been pushed here. And when Scott, spoilers, becomes Dark Phoenix at the end of this, mm-hmm. uh, he, that is the result of him. To me, it feels as though he has been pushed here. He has been pushed into yeah. this place. And the had lost himself. It's just the stress of the job, you know. Yeah, uh, you know who hasn't, you know, killed their father figure due to the stress of the job. Absolutely. Bobby gives this speech about how the speech to the professor, where he's like, "I know Scott is like a son to you, and and he was like a brother to me." And it's time we got to take him down. Note yeah. that standing next to Bobby when he says this. Is Alex Summers. His actual... Scott's actual brother who has said nothing. He has one line where him and Lorna are fighting uh, fighting someone earlier. When they're fighting the Vision. That's it. Fuck Havoc, I guess. I mean, he's pretty useless to begin with against Cyclops. Yeah, their powers don't work against each other. Yeah. But, like, no. you could just cut over to him and ask, Hey, Alex, what do you think about this? Oh. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just stand in the back here. Yeah. I'll stand next to Bobby while he talks about how much my brother is like a brother to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Emma is just losing... Emma and Scott are really losing control of the power here. Uh, I should add the whole thing about the Phoenix inevitably corrupts everyone. It took years before the Phoenix corrupted Jean. Yes. It's been a couple weeks, and Scott and Emma are just on fire all the time. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like the reason why they're going, well, everyone is being corrupted quicker is because they don't have all of the Phoenix Force, they don't have the power to, one, keep it under wraps, and two, they've been, there's been constant pressure, like... When Jean Grey came back as the Phoenix, there wasn't people actively going, this is dangerous, we need to kill you now. 
Right. She's like, oh, this is strange. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I'm way more powerful here. Uh, they, I, I cannot stress enough that they went into their home, and yeah. while well, they were minding their business and tried to tried to kidnap Hope. Um, yeah. But anyway, Professor X is like, I've got the power to shut you down, Scott. Which two things? One, no, you don't. And two, if you did, why not try this sooner? Yep. I was like, I, my note is, Xavier talks a load of shit for someone who's about to be a casserole. <laughs> uh, Scott... Scott and Xavier go back and forth, and Emma fights yeah. off all the other mutants. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Eventually... God, Hawkeye sticks... Stick Scott in the back of the neck with a with an arrow. I just want to touch yeah. on this for, for a sec. He hits Scott in the back of the neck with an arrow, yeah. and Jessica's like, "Oh, great shot!" And he's like, "I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna die. Scott is definitely gonna kill me for that." He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> but you know, good job." Good uh, job. And everyone is just like, "You're done here, Scott. You're we're we're gonna take you down." Professor or uh, Cap tries to uh, Cap tries to uh, arrest him, and Scott just tells him to shut the fuck up. Scott yeah. blasts Emma in the back and takes the Phoenix's power from her, uh, and just fully, fully embraces yeah. it. I've got, um, uh, I've got Scott uses Emma as a senzu bean. <laughs> <laughs> he. He not only shoots her in the back, he then grabs her and basically strangles the phoenix out of her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Professor X keeps trying to talk to him. And he says, I'm begging you, son. Stop this now. And he looks at him, fully phoenixed, and says, you are not my father. And just annihilates <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the Professor X pack is in the sky. Yeah. Uh, new Charles pack is it gas or what? He'd still be alive if y'all ain't gas him up. Uh, and Scott cries from under the visor. He's like, "Why did you make me do this? Why couldn't you leave it alone? Are you happy now, Captain America?" And yeah. Wolverine, God, this is like the third time this happens to Wolverine. Wolverine tells the Hulk to throw him. Scott just looks at him and just it just atomizes him. Yeah. Just sit sit down in the dirt. Fucking yeah. And Scott's like, "This is what Gene felt like," and becomes Dark Phoenix. And they name they name it on the page. They say he's Dark Phoenix now. Yep. He goes fucking full heel, completes yep. the turn. Completes the it turn, yeah. It was me, Xavier. It was me all along, Xavier. Writes WCW in the air. Yeah. Fucking sprays WCW on Charles's back. <laughs> God, God, he just spray paints the Phoenix on Charles. He's got full creative control, brother. <laughs> no, but it, it does feel good to watch Xavier die, which yes. sounds really 
psychopathic of me, but but here's the thing: go read Deadly Genesis and yeah. tell us. Go we're... read the weird storyline where he falls in love with Jean Grey. That's an early story too. That's like that nonce needs to be in the dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jean is, and you have to keep in mind with that that one, it's the '60s, and people don't think it's weird yet. Yeah. Uh, it too, but also Jean is a seventeen-year-old girl. Charles Xavier is a man in at youngest his thirties, and yep. her teacher. Yep. Uh, There's conflicts of interest. It's morally wrong. It's just a whole cavalcade of bullshit. He like he's lamenting how Jean will never love him because he's in a wheelchair. Jean is a teenage <laughs> girl and won't love you anyway because she's in love with Scott. Her Jean's yeah. two love interests are Scott and Warren. You yep. think you could compete? Even yeah. if you did not have this self-loathing about your disability, you think you ha- you stood a chance if you weren't it like in the universe where you're not disabled? Do you think that Gene falls in love with you, Charles? You sick fuck. Yeah, it's just him and Beast cry wanking over the fact. No, why Gene does Gene like us? <laughs> and Good. meanwhile, Bobby is crying because Warren won't date him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they realize uh, that the the key to making everything work uh, is getting uh, getting Wanda and Hope to work together. Yeah. Uh, and we get this scene where Wanda says, "The fight will be to save the world. The Phoenix X Men have to be stopped. The path they're on will end badly. Trust me. I know better than anyone. You can't blame them. Blame yourself for their choices." And Hope goes, yeah. you're right. I should blame you. <laughs> and what is like, hold, hold on, hold on a second, brother. She's like, this is your fault. Cyclops ended up the way he is because you made him like this. Because yeah. you, when you got rid of mutant kind to hurt your dad. Yeah. And she's like, you ruined my life. And they fight and it's it gets messy and they realize the way that the phoenix interacts with chaos magic makes the two of them the most powerful the most powerful duo they've got yeah I've got uh, my note here this is peak WWE women's tag team booking can they coexist (laughs) dissension brother (laughs) um so I, I do have a note here, which is I got really used to uh, I got really used to there being five cuckoo, and yeah. now that there's just three again in this story, it really threw yeah. me off. Uh, yeah, because I, I got used to the other two being back. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the that five and one. Shout out to Quentin Quire and Cable for dating the five and one. Yeah. <laughs> Great shit. So Cyclops is just just beating everybody's ass. Nobody stands a chance really against him. Yeah, but Cyclops him. isn't selling tonight. Yeah, Cyclops is like he's MI fucking going over. He's fucking beating people around the world. He's like yeah. just teleporting and just being whoever he wants. It's probably like people who are just helping with the general like um like relief Cleaner. efforts because there's fire and stuff all over. Yeah, Spider Man and Angel <laughs> just try to rescue people some... from from a bridge in Beijing. <laughs> he knocks the Hulk from Australia to Sacramento. Yeah, 
Like, with a punch. He doesn't throw him. It looks like it is just an uppercut. Like, yeah. he gives him a Shoryuken and launches him across the Pacific. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my notes for this are just... Um, Captain Beans on Toast sighted, because Captain Britain's back, finally. Um, oh, yeah, there he's he is. Doing he's, much. Him and Rogue uh, are saving a plane from crashing. Thor getting buried. And then... My favorite part of this issue, from the rafters, it's Sting. <laughs> Nova, off the post. He's like, ah, I was in a coma a minute ago. Here we go. <laughs> I'm back, though. Also, I'll say that Sam here looks, you know how Hope looked weirdly young before? Sam looks yeah. 30 here. Yeah. Uh, and he tries to take he tries to take Cyclops out nope <laughs> no. he does a good fucking job but he, he I mean he manages to hold him down all the way to the ground which and is then more than when the smoke clears energy. Cyclops is holding him and tosses him aside <laughs> Just, I've got I've got to know here like where are the Guardians because at this point like Nova just started he got his helmet and Gamora and Rocket are monitoring him because they're helping train him up so why didn't they come and help? <laughs> Said that shit is between y'all. <laughs> We're not booked in that territory, brother. <laughs> yeah, not booked tonight. I'm staying. Forbidden staying doors closed. Bye. Yep. Uh, so essentially, what's happening is Hope is using her own innate Phoenix energy and combining it with Wanda's chaos magic <laughs> that she's copying. To uh, into her own version of the Iron Fist, and we get a, like a shot of Danny being like a proud dad about it. Yeah, which I think is cool. Great. Yeah, uh, and then we get some good narration from Cyclops. He mm-hmm. says, "All I wanted to do was change the world, to see my children grow up to be something other than time traveling freedom fighters, to see mutants able to use their powers for more than just fighting killer robots, to usher in an era of peace." I and I did. I made miracles. But somewhere along the way, I went off track. Somewhere. Uh, and Scott, the real Scott, peeks through for a second. And he says, "Yeah, please kill me. And yeah. then the this Phoenix is when, come roaring back. Yeah. Go ahead. This is when like, I started to turn on... I mean, there's been silly points about it, but I said it turn on because I was like, "This is the same." This again with the WWE booking. This is the exact same fucking finish it did at the end of Siege with uh, Robert asking for Thor to kill him. Yeah, and what everything that comes after this, apart from like the bit in where Cyclops is talking his jail cell, which is fucking great. Like the the resolution of the actual Phoenix threat just fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope becomes the Phoenix, which doesn't overpower her this time. For no mm-hmm. real reason. Yeah. Like, she didn't... She Sure, she got became a better fighter and she mimics Wanda's power for a while. But yeah. there's nothing that changed in her. We don't see her change from one point to the other. She just... Now she can handle it. Yep. And this is, this is really the payoff for Hope Summers as a character. We, she's never as important again as she is here. Yeah. And this is what it comes down to is she just can control it now. So she puts out the fires 
and then becomes White Phoenix. She's got the white yeah. and gold on with the sash. She just look, this just looks like they drew Jean. That's that's just mm-hmm. Jean. Uh, yeah. And so the Avengers start to worry that she's um, uh oh maybe she's gonna be Dark Phoenix now. And she says, "All this power. This is how it was meant to be. This is my destiny. I see where the others went wrong. Where they faltered. I will not fail." I will be the White Phoenix. I will be the savior of all. And then Wanda convinces her. Wanda reaches out to her and they use the power together to disperse the Phoenix Force and create new mutants. Yep. Like a, a little girl that Scott, uh, that Peter is trying to uh, rescue from under a bridge. She gets hit with the Phoenix Light and becomes a, becomes a mutant. Um... Also, I feel like proclaiming yourself the White Phoenix is, whether intentional or not, incredibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> just, just imagine turning up to a, a clan rally going, it's me, the, the White, White Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, good on uh, Wanda for great stepping job. in going, ah, none, none of that, come on. Uh, Scott Summers, mostly nude, walks out mm. of a crater holding his hands in his face or holding his face in his hands yeah. uh, and it says without his visor Scott Summers couldn't open his eyes but somehow he could still see all the blood on his hands but he cuts a Scott yeah, in really his cool. jail cell and he's like yeah that show was my fault yep Xavier I was responsible it. for whatever's the best in me as for the rest I take full responsibility yeah um leave Magneto and everyone else out of this this was all my fault Yep. Um, we get what is the setup for Uncanny Avengers, which uh, we'll get into yeah. here in a sec as we wrap this up. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Scott uh, Scott says, last night uh, out of the blue, a man in cell block B began vomiting acid. It burned his cell door apart. He very nearly escaped. There are new mutants <laughs> being born, aren't they? Aren't there? So I was right about the Phoenix. It wasn't here to destroy us. Yeah. Uh, change never comes easy. There were always going to be sacrifices. If I could trade places with Professor Xavier, I would without hesitation. And Logan has to go give... Uh, Logan has to go give Professor X's eulogy. And yeah. the last thing we see here is... Hope going to the ruins of Utopia... Stealing that jetpack again and flying off. Yeah. It's not in here, but in um, Consequences, the follow-up to this, uh, spinning out of it, we get to the famous Cyclops was right speech, where Scott tells Logan, I was right the whole time, and you know it, and in ten years, some kid is going to show up at your school with the shirt on that says Cyclops was right. And he says it because he's trying to provoke Logan. Yeah. Like, he wants Logan to try and kill him. Mm-hmm. And it, uh... does not work. <laughs> and leaves him there to sit there. But the other thing that we get spinning out of this, like, the week after these two books both come out, AVX Consequences number one, and yeah. Uncanny Avengers number one, 
Oh boy. Rick Remender's Uncanny Avengers is a mess. And we're already damn near three hours into this, so we're not going to go too yeah. deep into detail about Uncanny Avengers. But Uncanny Avengers is so... To this Alex... day, I cannot tell whether I like it or not. Okay, so here's some things that happen in Uncanny Avengers really quickly. The Red Skull still prof- steals Professor X's brain and uses it to implant telepathy in himself. Uh, they make Havoc the leader of this uh, this combination. They call it the Avengers Unity Squad. Yes. Uh, which is a combination of Avengers and X-Men, which on paper seems cool because it's Captain America, Wolverine, Rogue, the Scarlet Witch, Thor, and Havoc. <laughs> Havoc gives this terrible speech. Yep. About the M word. And by the M word, he means mutant. And he's like, don't call me a mutant, just call me Alex. Yeah. Which is so incredibly tone of death. Rogue and Scarlet Witch have beef, and Scarlet Witch just keeps calling Rogue uh, Magneto's whore. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, my father's whore. All the time at her. And Rogue's like, look, I don't fucking like you. Uh, you are kind of the reason for all these problems. So maybe stop being so awful all the fucking time, if you consider that. Uh, and <laughs> Thor and Cap are just kind of there. I cannot yeah, it doesn't really pick up until Sunfire joins, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, once Sunfire joins, we get going. That is the same book that eventually ends up with Alex Summers dating Jan Van Dyne. Yep. And the two of them having a baby in an alternate timeline uh, who then gets erased when that timeline folds. But they still remember it, which is terrifying. Um, Yeah, it's really funny because Kang's like, oh, I saved your child from the timeline. Do what I say and you'll save her. (laughs) Ah, psych, I didn't save your child. She's fucking dead. (laughs) Kang the Conqueror, total dick. Yeah, that's fucking great. The thing is about Avengers vs. X-Men, it is... This and then, and Humans vs. X-Men isn't an immediate follow-up, but it does come after this, and it's really, those two events really highlight Mm. an issue with early, the early Disney era stuff, because they are both times, they are using the Avengers, or the X-Men, like Jeff Hardy in 2002. Uh, Yes. They are just trying to get get whatever new property they're pushing for TV or movies over by having them cross over with the X-Men and making the mm-hmm. X-Men look like total fucking chumps. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, especially in, like, you saw the, the, the beginnings of it here where it was like, this could have easily been a story where it was um, two sides with two different differentiating views and... It could have been. It could have ended completely differently, but there always has to be with the crossover events. It needs to be this all-encompassing force. Everyone has to fight in order to fucking. So somebody has to be wrong. Yes, um, and they decided so, that the event, the X Men, who they explicitly on the page say were yeah. in the right initially, are retroactively yeah. wrong. Yeah, uh, and it. But it's symptomatic of like everything that like most of the crossover events since they got bought out by Disney 
is it has to be that all like black and white he is a big evil guy at the end that everyone has to team up to defeat i think the only story that i can think of the top of my head that isn't like that is original sin because it's not some big bad at the end it's just everyone's secrets is the whole yeah thing um and it's it's just like oh yeah the x-men they're, they're bad they're difficult to work with blah blah, blah. it's just demonized the x-men for like 12 years yeah well, yeah, that was the thing, is when they weren't sure they were ever going to get the movie rights back, and especially once they got the MCU going, yeah, it, it was, okay, well, we can't use these characters, so we have to make people not want to see them. Mm-hmm. So they downplayed the X-Men as much as they could from, like, 2012 until last year, really. Yeah. Yeah, and even now, I, I feel like they're still trying to paint the X-Men as, like, villains, because I know everyone loves it. I'm not really the biggest fan of, like, the X-Men at the moment. Like, I like little spots here and there, but, like, it's just a it's just a, a glorified death cult at the moment, and, like, no one's really a good person apart from maybe Mystique, but even then she's like, oh, I just well, want my wife Well, if you're looking back. at, like, the leadership of the X-Men, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. you're looking at Charles Xavier and... Charles and Moira and Eric, yeah, they're being shady as shit all the time and mm-hmm. intentionally keeping the people who care the most in the dark. Yeah. You know, like Scott and Jean not knowing them. Scott, Jean, Storm, Nightcrawler not knowing that Mystique, that Moira is alive. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Them not knowing that... And, like, that's kind of the point of it is that other the people there... Like, it's just trouble in paradise. Like, everything looks great from the surface, but then when you talk to the people who are actually living there, it's like, yeah, no, not everything's great. Everything kind of sucks. Um, you know, yeah. when Madeline Pryor dies in Alex's arms, and he's, like, mm-hmm. begging with them, begging them to bring Maddie back, they just won't do yeah. it because they decided, oh, no, clones don't count as people. Yeah. And the only people who care about this are... Havoc and Scout. No, yeah. the Honey Badger. They're the only people who care about this because Alex loves a clone and yeah. and Gabby is a clone. Yeah. Gabby Which asks, is... what happens if I yeah. die? And they're like, uh... Because yeah. they can't give an answer. Yeah, it's fucked. Like, this all comes back to, what is my last note for this? Yes, Professor X deserved to die, and I hope he burns in hell. Yep. Professor Xavier like, is an asshole. Yeah, everything he does is just like it's stere it's just the stereotype of like everything public facing. It's like, oh yeah, he's a good guy, look, he took all those kids in. But then when he actually even just squint a little bit at his operation, he, like he this raised is an army of child soldiers. Yeah. He essentially sent uh sent Sage to be a fucking sex slave. Like because yeah. it's all in service of his dream, of his mission. Like, yeah. Charles does things and doesn't care how they actually affect the people around him. Yeah, I, I do not like him. No, he, <laughs> I do not enjoy it. It's really funny because, like, Deadly Genesis, it feels like, is like a hit piece. But, because that really marks, like, oh, wait, yeah, Charles Xavier is a bad person. Yeah. And there have been attempts to really walk him back since then, but... It's it's hard to it's really you're really stuck with him in that presentation. 
forever. Yeah. And it's all, it's all like, especially with storylines like Deadly Genesis or like, uh, like times where he's been like weird and manipulative to get the any of the X Men do what he wants or like go on a mission that they don't feel comfortable doing. And it's like we're meant to believe that this guy doesn't read anyone else's thoughts because he's such a nice guy. I bet he's reading everyone's thoughts. He's always reading everyone's thoughts. Like one of the yeah. things, like I mentioned him as a person who influences Gene into becoming Dark Phoenix. Yeah. He. Like we see it when they meet, uh, when they meet Kitty Pride and they meet her parents, yeah. and Jean just changes their mind. They're like, "We don't want our daughter to go with you," and Jean decides, "Yeah, you do." And they go, yeah. "Yeah, we do." And Scott goes, "What the fuck was that?" And Jean's like, "Oh yeah, me and the professor do that all the time to people." Yeah. Like Jean Grey becoming Dark Phoenix is not a natural thing about the Phoenix. That is the product of her, of the influences in her life, namely Charles Xavier. Yeah. And we're expected to think he's a good guy against someone like Emma. Yes. Like in terms Emma, of morality. Emma, who actually always tries to do right by the people around her. Like, yeah, she's but, abrasive and she's kind of like, yeah, yeah, she can be a bit of a bitch. But fuck, the things that she's been through that mutant kind have been through, I think she's earned it. Yeah, but it's like when you think about like Professor X, he like puts mental blocks on people so they can't access certain parts of their powers that might be dangerous. And on the flip side of that, Emma's always like, no, you should take all the mental blocks away. Like she's responsible for Iceman being so powerful. Yeah. And it's like both are bad because one is incredibly dangerous and the other one is taking away someone's autonomy over their, their powers and stuff. But we're expected to think that Emma's the evil one. I'm like, right. no. They're both Professor making X, inadvisable uh, decisions. There's a story that uh, I'll note on this, and we'll get out of here. There yeah. is a in the I believe it's an all new X Men uh, by Bendis. There's a story where Tempest, in one of the new people who gets mutant powers after in the you know spinning out of this, <laughs> she uses her power. Her power is over time. Um, yeah. She can go forward or backwards in time using this these time bubbles she creates. She goes back in yeah. time and tells Professor X that this guy, Matthew Malloy, is going to be responsible yeah. for the deaths of everyone. Which is true. Mm-hmm. She's correct. We see it happen. She yeah. goes back in time and asks Professor X if there's anything that they can do to stop it. What would you do? Mm-hmm. So Professor X takes her to where his parents meet at, you know, the, the college they go to. And yeah. she and essentially he makes one mental suggestion to his dad. Mm-hmm. You should change majors. That and it causes him to not meet Matthew's mother. Yeah. Matthew is never born. Yeah. Also, Matthew is somebody that the professor was putting mental blocks on, and then he would put new blocks on him every so often. But then once he's dead, yeah, we can't. It's fucked. Yeah. Um, and so the professor's solution, since he knows that he'll die in the future and won't be able to keep doing this, mm-hmm. is to just prevent him from ever being born. Yeah. Which really... I feel like every decision he makes is rooted in, in like just arrogance. Like he yeah. thinks he's a benevolent person, but he's just like not. 
Yeah. No one with that much money is benevolent. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I think that is a good place to leave it, talking about Professor X being a, a total dick. Yeah. And how him dying in this story, maybe not the worst thing in the world. Um, nothing of value is lost. <laughs> nothing of value is really lost, frankly. Uh, thank you for joining us for the last few hours talking about Avengers vs. X-Men. Uh, I'm going to have a weird turnaround time for this because I'm doing this, this episode's going to go up and I believe the same day I, if I get this up on Tuesday the same day that this episode goes up we will be, I will be back uh, recording the episode on Schism which is kind of the uh, we kind of did this out of order because Schism is the episode or Schism is the story that leads into this Yes. Um, but Gary, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you no for hanging out with us. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at MCMFPod. You can follow me at Archer Arios, A-R-X-H-E-R-A-R-I-O-S. The X is a C. Do not make me explain it. Uh, you have you have multiple accounts. I don't remember which one to plug. Uh, um, so I guess my, my public one. It's just fairy stature, um, spelled in the traditional sense of fairy. So F A E R I E, and that's just my work account. I work in the games industry, so if, I, if you're not into that, I wouldn't follow me. Yeah. Uh, but we'll definitely have you back uh, at some point when it, we we talked about a lot of different stories. We would be fun to do. So yeah, uh, we'll figure something else out. And until then, uh, I'll take care, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. See ya.